0: i told you i told you come back come back i want to back get hey hey
1: hey hey hey
2: you back in the A.
3: Man. Throw Blacks. Back to it.
2: J5. Josh P is in the
3: build. Man, we here. This this is one I've been waiting on. Yeah, this is... this, this, yeah, yeah. this, this is The a, fans been waiting on A lot of people asked about this have. one. Yeah, yeah, It's crazy. Right.
2: They've been waiting. we've been hyping it. We've been hyping it for him. Like, in a way that we haven't been hyping this Throw Blacks in a minute. Yep. You heard it already. Jeezy. was it? Should we say... I'm, I'm going to say Young Jeezy. Now he don't like the, the Young.
3: Yeah, I mean... His name. Oh yeah, I, it's funny. I was looking for. I was trying to play his music on Alexa, and I was like, "Alexa, play Young Jeezy," yeah, and it not would like not. That. Yeah, it was. He, he's he's Jeezy.
2: He's one of the few artists that I know who's got like gotten like, a, gotten like a official change throughout his whole discography. Like even his old shit is just Jeezy now on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's like a completely different thing. MC in the building, of course. What's going on, brother? You're you. I'm putting your ass on the hot seat
4: today. I, I, I don't really think it needs to be that energy this early, guys. Oh, I man. honestly don't think so. You going on the hot seat today? Out the gate. Wh- I don't think I need to. I don't think I need to be on the hot seat. I've I've never I've never spoken bad about this album. I've never you know. I'm I'm trying to meet you guys eye to eye. This
2: episode of uh, Black Print Radio, we know what you did on the tier list. We know what's up with it. We got it. We we, you on the hot seat today, but we got a special guest that will also grill your ass on the hot seat (laughs) right now. One of my best friends in this whole entire world. One of my groomsmen for my wedding. One of the smartest dudes that I know. Mm -hmm. Somebody Mm -hmm. I've known since I was a fucking fucking i wasn't even 21 when i met this motherfucker that's how long i've known this motherfucker but i knew him even earlier than that from fucking message boards and all that stuff okay. he's, he's a co-host on recut gems my brother for real for real arthur willis a plus i remember Here's the thing, about, he's a thing about intro here's the thing about a plus right the,
1: thank you
2: my brother at, when, when he came out here for my wedding last year he, he kept telling people don't call me a plus
1: <laughs> Oh damn! Uh, you want to be Arthur now? <laughs> I knew this where we were going because man, I was like, man, everybody using their names. Man, I don't want to feel like, feel like no mark and use my radio name. Man. Hey that's my man, name, you know I'm nicknames like, everywhere. I'm Arthur, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, Arthur. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start calling you that now. I think one. Of- uh, no, because John, you know, your name Josh. I mean, of course, Josh Pease. But still, man, I was like, wait a minute, man. I I mean, is you, <laughs> that's, that's, this mom is, R, is a plus. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, Introduce him as A plus. Introduce him to my mother-in-law. She was like, oh,
2: hey, A plus. He was like, please call me Arthur.
4: <laughs> <laughs> please call me Arthur. I feel that. The, I hand feel that. the handout is what seals it. The handout is killing
1: me, man. Oh my God. No, nah, man. It's, it's just personal with my family, man. It's my brother right here, man.
2: Yes, sir. Yes. I'm glad that we I'm glad we're finally able to all do this. We're all on the same network, but we very rarely like intersect. We did like one print radio episode, but yeah. those are kind of different. You know what I mean? We gotta kinda play songs in, but this is the first time we had like a real conversation, all four of us. So mm-hmm. this is uh, this is a big moment for the for the channel, for the brand. And I want a B&D to that one. You know what I'm saying? Big, 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 big B and D for that one. Yes, sir. But we're going back to the early, mid, it's like is it like the late two thousands? It's like nah, late like yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This was like two thousand. I yeah, mean, yeah. no. oh,
1: Well, yeah, yeah.
2: Because, like, we we've been to the. We've been all over the two thousands. Yeah. this Past like six episodes, we've been to two thousand and two, two thousand three, two thousand four. We even jumped up to two thousand eleven at one point, but we're back in this spot. And I think this is like a seminal age for all of us. Like two thousands is where we kind of. We were kind of figuring out who we were as far as, like, musically and stuff like that.
3: Becoming right? a man. Yeah. I remember it's, this, it's know, <laughs> This is the Obama uh, administration.
2: Yeah. Recession. We're going to talk all about a recession and how that affected us. I really want to get into that, too. Um, of course, we're going to be talking about John Jesus, The Recession. And uh, I, really, I really just want to get down to, to brass tacks of what the fuck we was doing in 2008.
3: I was a, I was a junior in college. I was graduating high school. Wow, see, yeah. I'm oldest shit. Graduating yeah. high school in 2008, oh eight, the great. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just out in L. A. Just running wild. Like I was actually managing K C Veggies at the time. Yeah. Um, I was just a kid just out here. Like I, I, I. When I think about 2008, I think about Obama just because he was so similar with that whole period of time. Yeah. But then I also yeah. just think about like the shenanigans that I got into around that time. <laughs> Like, I remember, I think I told this story before, but when he got elected, um, I was with my homie in our car. Oh, yeah. In his car, we drove down Crenshaw, and yeah. we blew the horn out of his car. Like, his horn never <laughs> worked after, work that. after that. And then also, I, <laughs> we had got Popeyes before some nigga shit Obama got <laughs> And I remember, like, we driving down Crenshaw, and, like, it's mad people driving down the street. And my homie had a cup of red beans and rice. And threw it out the car window into these, these girls that was driving on the side of us, their car, and like oh. hit, hit one of the girls in the face. Oh my God. She gave, her,
2: <laughs> gave her a real drive-through drive-by. <laughs> a real it's so funny
1: drive-by insane. A drive-through drive-by is insane. <laughs> it's
3: crazy because she like tasted it and then just started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> she said she, she had to make sure that it was, hey, listen,
2: I'm going to be real. She had to make sure it wasn't doo-doo.
5: Real for real. That's
2: one of niggas' biggest fears. Is that not one of niggas' biggest fears, is you just driving one day
1: and
3: some doo-doo fly in your face? Nah, but that's a crazy thought. It's a
4: wild, wild thought. That wild action, man. Are y'all just getting ready for the pie of? I I, I would expect like a pie, like a custard or something like that flying. But you really afraid of shit like that? Bird shit? Hell yeah! All types of shit. About to say bird, bird
3: shit. I've seen,
2: I've
4: seen someone
2: have bird shit dropped on their head. I've seen it, it, it fucked their weave up. It happened to me in high school, or it happened
5: to her high school.
2: Had the whole new install bird shit dropped right on it i said damn yo she had to like literally she, she had to go home yeah, yeah she had to go home damn. shit was shit was real but uh 2008 i was a junior i was a, i was a super junior i was a junior for mad long in college you know Here's you can you, 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 i was a junior for like two years oh yeah in college i was like yeah I'm i was taking, good like that i'm taking my time <laughs>
1: <laughs> i got in 08 i was like i'm gonna get a job i was in virginia state i was like you know what I'm going to focus on radio or at least attempt to. And then yeah. I worked at the call center for like two and a half years before I moved. Oh, It uh, sure. um, was a CDG? Yeah. A CDG. <laughs> Yo, you know, the call <laughs> center going crazy, man. The call center era was hilarious.
2: He was working for the Fraternal Order of uh, Richmond Police. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, was, it was Suncom when it switched to T-Mobile. It was crazy. Oh, man. It was insane.
2: My, my um... My mom used to work for uh Map Mobile. What was it? What was it? it was it Map? It was a Map Quest Mobile. It was like Map Mobile before it turned into something else. And she used to work at that cost. And She was that manager of that of that shit. And and she was just like, "This is the worst place I've ever been to in my life." Like she always oh, come home
1: stressed. But
2: um, I felt like I was getting paid to go to
1: high school. That's how I can explain. That's like all it is, job core. Yeah, that's all <laughs> yeah, it is. Like real.
2: <laughs> Damn, bro, we got we got solicited for mad jobs back in the day. Cut code, <laughs> yeah. telemarketing. Cut I actually code. went to a cut called me and and I snatched that one hundred dollars.
3: Oh man, I'll be real. I never did. it. I knew that was a scam.
2: I took that hundred dollars. I, I sat. This like two hours. It's whatever he said. So you go home and buy these knives from us for three hundred, and we sell them back to you.
3: Crazy <laughs> pyramid scheme.
4: Like, what, I bro, grew up around too much like
3: Mary Kay and like I yeah. just seen all that shit going on. So as soon as that came about, I was like, nah. nah I am gonna sell knives too.
4: What was the one with the workout? What was the one with the workout? Um. It was like a workout shake almost. I can't remember what the shit was called. One of those early pyramid schemes. Oh my god! It Neutra, had something with
2: It a leak. was a Life?
4: Yes. Oh yeah, so, a, Life. They had a big yeah. building. Yeah, out here. that was one of the biggest ones. They yeah. went. They went global.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit
3: went Yo, crazy. like
1: an LA Live. I think I passed it one year. Yeah. It was yeah. like yeah. Down, it's, yeah. it's up to
2: four hundred five. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Neutra Life building was huge. I don't know if it's still. That shit uh, might still be around. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it it might work. Who knows? Selling out selling poop <laughs> teas. MC that.
4: What was you Isn't doing? That in those lo- oh, you said what was I doing in 08? Yeah. Uh what was I doing in 08? Um I had just graduated high school and I need a little bit of money before I was going about about to go to Florida Atlantic in the fall, but I need a little bit of money. So I started working at Regal. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I watched Dark Knight. I, I couldn't <laughs> even tell you the amount of times I watched Dark Knight, Pineapple Express. <laughs> um, that was an
2: epic movie summer, though. That was a good fucking yeah, summer. Yeah. I'm telling you. Iron Man, that came out that year. Never seen it. Mm-hmm. Never seen Iron Man? Never seen it. It's actually Virgil? one of the few Marvel movies I would I would co-sign.
3: I've seen Dark yep. Knight, seen Pineapple Express. Never seen Marvel. You know, I, I don't watch these shit. We've talked about that. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't watch that. Maybe I'll watch it one day.
2: Regal, what was that like? The, 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 what would you see? Because the thing is... This is this is real.
3: Some nasty shit used to go down in the movies. I too. was just about to
4: ask. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> have you ever
3: seen anybody fucking?
4: <laughs> that was my food, first question. Uh, I'm about to say food wise, I haven't seen anything nasty. People wise, uh, there's plenty of nastiness going down. <laughs> and, uh, oh my! <laughs> have you ever <laughs> caught anyone getting head? I can imagine the matinees
1: is like the nastiest though.
4: Caught say anyone good. getting head? No, but I heard of many different <laughs> stories. Mm. Right, they used to say right up where the um. The projectors? Not the booths. Yes, but where, where the projectors were. Yes, we used to have like a. The, the word around town was there used to be a back room up there. Wow. And um, that's where she used to go. I never saw the back room. Listen, because, you know I'm nice and holy. Nasty. Listen,
3: man. Never cleaned it.
2: The best spot to go to is all the way in the
3: back to the right. You know what I'm saying? It's the darkest the part. Of the- I don't, I don't think I ever, cut I, the I never did, well, I probably got like a hand job or something in the movie. Hey, H.J. was
2: normal yeah. in the theaters,
3: <laughs> But bro. I ain't never got like head or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. I will. Hey,
2: <laughs> come on, man. Don't make me, don't make me expose my, my darkest secrets on on, on the Young Jeezy <laughs> episode. The recession. <laughs> Throwbacks. I'll save it
4: for B-Sides. This is really, secret. this is really b sides S. I know. We're starting off very. You
2: know what happens? It's, you get the four of us in a room. And we just go. That's literally all it is. It's 10 minutes in. We just fucking going. I'm throwing the host rule book out the fucking window right now. But let's go all the way the fuck back to 2004. Young Jeezy blazing into the hip hop scene. I want to know when the first time you guys heard Trapper die. Because I remember hearing it after I saw him on Smack DVD. And that's after after that I said I got to find this guy.
3: Yeah, I think I, I might have heard it before the Smack DVD, but I downloaded it. It was like, I for, I don't know what site. Somebody was just like, this is the hottest shit in the South type shit. Mm-hmm. But I found it online, and I remember listening to it and being like, oh, shit, like DJ drama, like hearing his mm-hmm. voice and being like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like at the time, mixtapes were very much uh, 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 up north New York thing. Yeah. So to hear yeah. Jeezy and drama and just that flavor, it was like, oh, this is refreshing as fuck. Yeah um and i was all in from there like yeah. i i i was just i was looking for the smack dvds and then he did the shit with fab yeah. it was just like that's when everything the dot, the dot started connecting
2: fab put him on the from nothing to something album mm. and yep. i think that was also like he put do the damn thing on there and yep. do the damn thing also. but that was yeah, yeah see, that talk. was out Yeah, I'm about time. Yeah. that was on, oh yeah.
3: yeah that was it's real talk yeah, oh, it's yeah, real yeah. Time. i'm sorry i'm bugging but that shit was out on a dv like a mixtape yeah. so i was like oh shit like yeah. this nigga really that was one thing about gz too it started in the South and it very much felt like some South shit, but then he connected with all the right people. Up Absolutely. North.
2: He knew yeah. he knew how to get that attention on his brand and he had the right people kind of fueling his career also behind the scenes.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: The truth is way more sinister. A-plus, <laughs> when was the first time you heard Trapper die?
1: <laughs> um, The first time I heard Trapper die is probably like Josh I was probably downloaded from some website, but um, the first time I heard Jeezy was like a few months back. Over here you used to come on those radio mix shows on the weekend. BTN and then Cut? I saw, yes, and then City or BET Uncut played the video. I was like, oh, that's the over here dude with Bun B. And at the end of the video, is mm. like a 60-second clip of Air Forces. And yeah. I was so, it was like, it was real criminals in that yeah. video, man. <laughs> like, you got BMF dudes on the left and right of them. I was sold. I was like, I believe this guy off top.
2: So, i you know, real. I feel like that ending- that. I feel like that ending to that video was kind of like the, you know how niggas had the DMX uh, get at me dog moment with that video. I feel mm-hmm. like that was my moment. Like mm-hmm. that was the moment for me where I was like, yo, this is, this is like they had the car. I don't even remember what cars they were. I just know that he was sitting on a car and they all had long ass t-shirts on and, <laughs> or, or air forces. And that's all you, that's all I remember from that shit. When, when did you first hear Trapper or Die, uh, MC?
4: Uh, I want to say it was after, because I definitely knew that he was on Real Talk, but I ended up having a high interest in Jeezy after uh, Boys in the Hood came out. When well, okay. Boys in the Hood came out, so a little later was pretty, yeah, it was pretty big for us in our freshman year. So that was like, I want to say like spring of 05 and around that time, Box Den. They had their little southern section. Yeah. They were still they were still calling him Young Jezzy. He had two young that <laughs> name. Classic internet name for him. Classic yep. internet. Name. <laughs> Big young Jezzy. And Trapper Die was out there. And this was still they, they were, the Southern section in Box was kind of like shuffling a good amount of gangsta grills at that time because drama yeah. was really popping in like around that summer 05 time. So when that happened, I heard Trapper Die. And when I heard Get Your Mind Right, I was like, holy shit i mean that was the mind melter for me at that time be
2: clear the first three songs of trap or die are impregnable like you can't top that on a mixtape you had the intro which at the time is not something you had really ever heard from the south at that point it had the samples in it then you get the trap or die and drama brings that shit back three times i think everybody (laughs) knows last time i checked that was a man on these streets because you couldn't get through that song. I almost I, Like, low-key almost feel like that version of the song is better than the actual high-quality version.
3: No, that's a great that's a great point. And it's funny, like, you know, I'm glad someone brought up, like, the BMF connection. Because, like, BMF was heavy in LA at yeah. the time. So that was what you were hearing out of Cars. Okay. And, like, if you were just <laughs> around people who were in the streets, everybody was playing that shit. And, you know, it's a testament to now. You hear, like, even fucking Kendrick's album, mm-hmm. uh, Good Kid, Mad City. And... That line is quoted on there yeah, because that was just the line that niggas who was in the streets just related to so much. Everybody, like,
2: come on. That first literal eight bars, he brought it back six, seven times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we exaggerate every time he brings it back. And then you get to get your mind right right after that. Mm-hmm. This is the yep. first three songs. Like, how do you fucking top that? Like, you, you couldn't. Like, Trapper Die took over Virginia in a major way that summer. And we were waiting, we would have to wait for almost a year, nearly about, I think like nine months to a year before we would actually get Trapper Die. But as Mark said, Jeezy joins Boys in the Hood. Real weird situation there, right? Like, Diddy says he's the leader. niggas in tra- And Boys in the Hood are like, wait, he ain't the goddamn leader. Like Big Duke was like, nah, he's not yeah. the leader of
1: this group. It was weird. Big G wasn't that. digging it? It was yeah, always, edge hanger wasn't feeling that. Nah.
3: It was always like. Tension in that group yeah. from the jump, and it's funny. Yeah. Like you know, you had a lot of people who were betting on no, um, I'm, figure, I'm blanking Jody, with, Breeze. Jody Breeze. Jody Breeze. Where's Jody Breeze now, man? Because he was supposed to be <laughs> the one. He was the jewel to his me. Cam. Yeah. Um, and you know, at the time, it was like I remember, like the Devil X, or the Source Magazine articles, yeah. and but even Block Entertainment, and yeah. and that being a thing, and Young Jock coming before, and like, zone. Yeah, yeah, like it was just like, damn, okay, like this is about to be the next. Big label out of the south. This Block Entertainment was a QC before QC. That is true. That Um, is true. what up, Block? Where are you at now in life? Then
2: Block was here. Every song he would always do that weird ass (laughs)
5: sound on every song. (laughs) Like what
2: was that? (laughs) But I, but like to continue the weirdness of that. Even the Boys in the Hood album at that time, it felt. I'm not gonna say Jeezy was doing it on purpose, but it felt like he was just bigger than all of them anyway. Like you kind of listen to
3: the songs just for his verse. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you had. Records like so icy and shit mm-hmm. before that, so Jeezy was already damn near a household name, and I think he might have been the last addition to the group. And then remember they replaced him at one point too with, with, Rick, Ross. <laughs> with <Gorilla laughs> Rick Ross. So it's like it was just it was always Jeezy's star was always larger than that group. Yeah,
2: um but who, w- who would have thought? Like, what? What do you think was the reasoning behind Jeezy needing to be in that group in the first place?
3: Oh, I think it was just more like Jeezy's very much. A, um, he's he built himself off his network. Yeah. And I think it was just expanding his network, you know, linking up with, with Diddy. It was an opportunity to kind of have that more, or uh, more Northern attention on him. Yeah. Um, I think at the time dude, had he, sign- he had been signed. He had been he had the Def Jam deal and the Bad Boy deal at yeah. the same time. He did, yeah, he yeah? did, which is crazy yeah. to think about because it's like what yeah. rapper from the South had two East Coast labels co signing mm-hmm. him er- that early in his career.
2: Exactly, and he had, he had yeah. undergone a huge bidding war at that time. I remember Interscope was was in the is in the running. Yep. Warner was in the running. I think they were starting to build Asylum at the time. Atlantic Atlantic was in the running, Atlantic. and he ended yep. up it ended up being uh, Jazzy Faye's manager. Passed the demo to Shakir Stewart.
3: Mm-hmm. Shakir
2: Stewart met up with Jeezy and. I guess their relationship just became larger in life in itself. And Jeezy said, "I want to. I'd rather you know work with with Def Jam, and the rest is history." From there,
3: Def Jam self and that was a time I believe Scarface was the CEO at the time uh, when they signed Jeezy too. Yeah, he was.
2: Yeah. I think he'd leave a little bit after that. Okay, because he said that. He, he, I think I remember him saying like that shit was hard. He was yeah, like, I was gonna he, he say no like doing
3: that. I don't. Yeah, I'm like I'm not sure what type of CEO Scarface <laughs> was besides being a, a face. Like I can't see him in the office like. Making plays, yeah, yeah, but um, but that was that was a great time for for Def Jam,
2: yeah, absolutely, and and again, like when you, when you when you break it all down, like it was a perfect storm for Jeezy to come out the gate and have such a huge debut, like he did with uh tr- uh, tr- uh Thug Motivation 101 on mm-hmm. One, and I was you know the major project being Trapper Die, then leading in the uh, I mean he had a bunch of feature records as well. He was like the biggest. Street rapper
3: merch was going crazy. You couldn't you couldn't escape a a snowman. Who bought one? Oh, I had one. Man, I had a snowman. It felt like like fifty for a minute. Oh, absolutely. I had a snowman poster on my wall. Yeah, in my room, blue background, snowman. Uh, That's all it said. Honestly, it didn't even say his name. I don't think (laughs)
2: because it was it became like the Batman logo. I I remember (laughs) I remember hearing in an old marketing class I had in college. They said the old Batman movie from 1989. It was sold just on the logo, and that's oh, what yeah. many people say. It didn't have no names on it.
1: Yep, I it remember just that. the logo,
2: and I feel like Jeezy had that same that same marketing energy, where it's just literally just a logo. Yeah, and I can't remember anyone ever having that before him because he had the chain and it was a T-shirt. Everybody wanted that snowman chain. That shit was it was like white diamonds. I think he, he switched up the eyes one one time. The eyes had black diamonds. The other oh. time the eyes had blue diamonds. Blue diamonds, yeah, fucking amazing. Like he just knew, you know what I mean? He just
3: knew. That's and that, the marketer. Now playing Black Mint Radio. Here it
1: goes. What's up? I am Betty Hu. And- Michelle Beadle, the Kid Merrill. Play music, we talk. On playlists that resonate with you. Real connections with real people. Access to the library of the world of music. Sharing music in real
0: time, only on App. I can't even explain or describe what I've been through, homie, you know what I'm saying? Everything real with me, and it's like, it's not to just be that dude in the club no more standing over there, but, but you know, Jeezy, and everybody know that's Jeezy, and when I do go up top and go to New York, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm in Harlem, cats hollering at me, yo, Jeezy, I'm, I'm digging what you're doing, when I'm in Brooklyn, cats Harlem, I mean, it's real love to see what, you know, I did with, with, with my life, it's like, you know, that's my life on the records, so it's like... For people to feel where I'm coming from, and let me know they appreciate that, and they feel my pain, is a beautiful thing. man. It lets me know it's a purpose. You know what I mean? I ain't just talking on records to be rhyming. It's like it's a movement. It's a cult. It's like everybody feel everybody out here in these streets, and they feel the same way. Like, man, you know, at the end of the day, he just like me on, just like me on, just like me on.
2: 2005. And I mean, trap kind of goes mainstream at that point. You got a lot of big names, heavy hitters at that point. Lil Wayne dropped the card or two at this point. TI was kind of rising up. He'd be like a year away, I believe, from Urban Legend. Uh, and Young Jeezy was kind of the first one to get out there after a long wait and a huge leaked uh, record. Did you guys ever hear the, the Thug Motivation 101
1: events
3: that had the weird yeah. intro?
1: I yeah, don't remember that one. It had, it had bounced through the club with my Crip flag instead of Black flag. On, yeah. um, oh, I do
3: remember that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, yeah, um,
2: it had a weird instrumental. It was I don't even. It had no beat. It was like a weird instrumental thing, and I was like, I felt like it was he was trying to go for like a seventies vibe because it sounded like it was from a like a uh, it was like
3: some Scarface shit, some soulful like shit. That, it was soulful. It was
2: like from the Mac. It almost sounded like it was from the Mac. I wow. wish I, I wish I could find this advance. I'm gonna find it. It had every single song, almost every single song from the uh the actual album that we hear but he added like don't get caught he added it had soul survivor up there too like all of those records were on the advance and it somehow leaked out i guess it was supposed to go to djs or something at first Mm. and someone had put it out on the internet so we had it for a minute it just wasn't in high quality but when we got the 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 high quality version it had that intro on it the, the the thug motivation 101 intro on it classic classic. i think we've agreed that's his that's his s tier that's his top Best yeah, album yeah, of all time. Absolutely, like that. That was that was the the, the big album for him. It sold 172 thousand records in his first week. What what would that be today in today's standards? Like 80 85 eighty, eighty five. No,
3: I mean shit. Uh, that was like a, a that was a number one debut when yeah, it came it out. It was yeah, it was so first number one. It's like a two fifty. That that. I mean... Inflation. <laughs> inflation. Yeah, inflation. Adjusting for inflation, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think for real, like, the, the way sales were back then, 50 was still pushing the sales thing. He's still in the middle of, like, telling Jadakiss and Fat Joe they weren't selling shit. That's what I'm saying.
3: Time. Like, 172 was damn good at that time. For him, he's a new artist. selling shit. Brand yeah. New mm-hmm.
2: he's, a, he's a brand new artist from the South and then coming out with a brand new sound. And tm One sound, which was primarily created by Shody Red, who did, like, a mm-hmm. bulk of that album... It was highly, it was like widely considered like the sound of trap music. Like that's what trap music sounded like in the 2000s. It was very loud bass, 808s, yep. really discordant like keys. Like I, I have no clue what the, some of the sound packs these dudes had back in the day.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Um, you Red definitely a pioneer of that era. Um, D Rich mm-hmm. came and killed it on the on the recession and, and subsequent albums. Um, that shit was that music was made for for 212s in your in your trunk yeah that's what it was made for like i remember that at that time everybody was like oh what kind what kind of beat you put in your car yeah and jeezy made albums for that moment yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah that was that that's another thing about his music like i could just hear the bass rattling and like this the license plate hitting the car <laughs> like that's what i think about when i yeah. his music well i i mean i can't even like
2: I can't even downplay how major of a moment TM One was in Richmond. Probably even crazier out there. I mean, y'all was like Atlanta part two at least back <laughs> in that day.
1: I was interning in the summer of 05 at the station. So it was like, that's when I first got my job officially in August of that year. Yeah. And he came up to the station. Right. So this is like my very first moment. Of realizing, oh, people are shorter than they are on TV. He came to <laughs> the, the front door and he's like, you know, maybe five, eight, nine-ish, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes upstairs at that time on the night show that I was interning on. It was kind of like a standard set where you were freestyle, right? Even if you're going to do like a written verse, they like, throw an instrumental on, you do your thing. The instrumental happened to be uh, "Get Crunk," Lil John. And, oh, Of course, wow. at this point, at this point, he'd already dropped the, the straight drop freestyle, right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm on the fourth mic. He's on like the third mic, looking at Big Nat. And DJ Foot is in the uh, DJ booth, and he starts doing the verse. It's your boy Snowman, CTE representative, and I'm under <laughs> my breath being like a fake young Chris, like doing ad libs. And he cuts his eyes at me like this, and I shut the fuck up immediately. Like, oh shit! I'm not. I'm like, okay, I get the message. Like, yeah, you're gonna do this like it's an actual freestyle right now. But that's yes, yeah. Just say to say the least, like he sold out whatever. Uh, I think he was at like the Altar, the Landmark Theater that night. Yeah, yeah. Sold it out. It was crazy packed. Like, Jeezy was already on top by the summer of 05 in Richmond. Jesus Man. Christ.
2: Imagine getting looked at like that by 05 Jeezy. <laughs> you gotta find it. I gotta find that video. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, bro, 05 Jeezy, we thought he was we was literally killing niggas at that point. Like oh, yeah. we, we thought 05 Jeezy was Scarface, for sure. I was scared <laughs> straight.
1: I shut up completely.
2: <laughs> but the, the, <laughs> he was close. The funny thing is, is like, right after TM101, he drops Can't in the Snowman. And that's like, Literally, like that fall, I think I want to say, like, because I just I just got into college. I think it was like October or something. I'm like, damn. I think he was like one of the first people that kind of had that work ethic where he was always dropping something, you know, in between his albums. And then Can't Band the Snowman. I I want to say this, like, I think it's like one A, one B. Like Can't Band the Snowman to me is like still a number one mixtape of his. I wouldn't argue Mm -hmm. if you said it was your favorite one, to be honest with you, because like I I feel like he's rapping over fucking uh, verbal intercourse. You know what I'm We're saying? Going
3: crazy on that one,
2: like rapping over uh, "You Can't Stop These Gangsters." Like, like, come on, man! Like, that's that's one of my favorite like freestyles of all time. He was really loving the three six shit at that time too. Like, he was he was he was a big fan of their. their actually, no, that was 06, The camp of man came out because that was after Most No Unknown. Yeah, it was it was Most No Unknown. So again, he never stopped working, and then it, it leads us into. I mean, just him becoming just a household name, as as Josh said, like. He was really on equal footing with like your Ti's, your Lil Wayne's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was standing next. He was standing next to Ghostface Killer, yeah. Jay Z at that time, like first album out. What did that? What do you think that meant for like street music at that time? Because because even Fifty Cent wasn't doing that. Like they all hated that nigga.
3: Well, that's the thing about him is that he like he played the game. Yeah, he built his network. He was in the rooms with the right people. Had songs with Kanye. Yeah, was just really he. And that's another thing about the Def Jam affiliation. He really maximized it right. to all it could be like i think he had jay-z on like every one of his albums at one point because
2: like, he ended up picking def jam and it was a it was kind of a gambit that ended up being advantageous to him because jay-z becomes president that next year
3: yeah and yeah. then
2: it's like he he meets jay-z and jay-z sees something in him like jay-z sees himself in young Jeezy, z and you know that that becomes jay-z kind of taking the ti's the young jay i mean to some extent Lil wayne under his wing at that point yeah like it became like a respect thing, and then we we go we get into 2006, TM 102. We we had a conversation about this. If you haven't heard it, go go ahead to Blackpink Radio.
3: The inspiration,
2: the inspiration. Ah, God, hustle. One Man. of the worst <laughs> ending songs. Ah, God, hustle.
3: Jeezy's hilarious to me because like he always had this very like motivational, like aspirational flair to him. Yeah. Like where other rappers are like, I'm not a role model. Like Jeezy very much is a role model. Yeah. Or wants to be at least.
2: He's like I'm, he's like Tony Robbins. Yeah. he rap. Like, and, and he, he just
3: called himself Tony Robbins, yeah. seriously. And he really wanted to be taken serious as a rapper where I think other trap rappers were like, oh, I'm doing this for the money. Or, yeah. Oh, I'm doing this to be the king. He was like, I'm doing this to be taken serious. I,
2: and I noticed the switch almost immediately. Like after TN 101, it's I'm not a rapper. Yeah, TM101 is I'm not a rapper, dog. I motivate street niggas. That that was his thing. TM102 is like, yeah, hey, I'm making hits, man. I want to be taken serious. I'm still motivating the thugs, but I want to have hits. I want to be taken serious. TM102 sells one uh three hundred and fifty two thousand records in its first week. That's crazy. Which is insane. Yeah. Still to this day, his highest uh highest selling first week.
3: You want to know what propelled that that album? Come on, now. It was not Come go getter, bro. It was. It Come on, bro. It was bro. R. Kelly was on fire. It I love was it was major. Go bro. All right, all it right. wasn't it was I love it though was yeah. I love it was <laughs> the <laughs> one. It was major. Yeah. Go getter was a record though. Come on, you can't. Get it. <laughs> that chunk. shit was going it was going crazy in the clubs. You know the funniest what club would you even allowed in, bro. I just know. <laughs> I know. At, at that time I was in the clubs. Young
1: Jeezy and your boy K. you were
3: in the clubs? <laughs> yes. Yes,
1: I started going to clubs like 06, 07. I had friends oh, that owned the club. God. I was in the clubs early too. It was it was in the clubs. It was, it was, was go getter was a I'm, moment in the club. It was, like, I'm telling that video you, shot in the club too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was not was it somebody on a motorcycle in that video? I think it might have been Jeezy on the motorcycle.
2: <laughs> go get For Like, what? <laughs> for are you, sure. Even I was kind of like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> what is this, man? What, what is this? What is this?
0: Yeah. So slow, yeah, said, so slow, they love me. I'm DC, just like go 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 said, go, go, yeah, said, go, go 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 go, See, back with go, go.
2: but uh, See, even as you know Jeezy like was experiencing great heights in his career, America was going through somewhat of kind of like a silent killer of the economy at the time. A period of really a, a real general decline began in two thousand and seven shortly after uh, tm 102 came out. We started from really a lot of a lot of events that was going on, and, and really the housing market, the economy, Wall Street, mm-hmm. a lot of crazy stuff. There's a movie that's really good called The Big Short that talks all about this. Um, really, really good movie that kind of breaks down the recession of that era. But 2007 started the era of the Great Depression in uh, in our in our age. And you just think about it like we've lived through a lot of shit. We lived through 911. We lived yeah. through a recession. We lived through all types of like we lived through a fucking pandemic. The recession to me was one of those moments, uh, not the album, the actual fucking thing, yeah. <laughs> one of those moments where it hit everybody hard. I just graduated at kind of the peak of that shit where nobody could find jobs. Uh houses, you know, the housing market was crazy. My mom ended up buying the house in that in that moment, her and my stepdad, and they ended up losing money getting that house because of just how the housing market was and the yeah. subprime. Uh, those subprime loans and all that shit like the shit was crazy at that time
3: no nah, I mean Jeezy said it best ain't no work ain't no jobs like yeah. I remember being like yo this that was like a reality check of like oh I'm an adult and ain't shit out here yeah <laughs> we gotta figure this shit out yeah um and it, it was just like a, a somber time and it, everyone went through it together similar to the pandemic right so it was just interesting to just see people's reaction and you know even someone like young Jeezy who Absolutely wasn't feeling the effects of the recession. Yeah. <laughs> Had to make a record about what it was. Well, he's got one
2: line about buying a Lamborghini or his mom's kidney. So, you know.
3: Oh, yeah. That was about the auntie or something. Yeah, the auntie. Yeah. yeah. The
2: aunt's kidney. Somebody calls him out for that line in one of the reviews I was reading today. And it was like, yeah. So I'm like, just because he's rich, he can't, he can't like think about getting one thing over the other. Like, I, I feel like the reviews for this, for the recession were very much kind of like, very white. I feel like if the, if the album came out today, you're probably getting a lot different reviews than you got back then. Like it, this mm-hmm. album actually reviewed very badly.
5: No,
3: like that's
2: interesting. It, it, it was, it was, crazy. Crazy. it was reviewed terribly. Rolling stone. All the, all the major publications did not, were not feeling the recession, but I mean, the people were feeling the the actual recession that was going on and they, they pointed their fingers at, at, at George Bush. I mean, Jung Jeezy says in an interview with MTV, I got to shout out to MTV. Shahim reads articles as well. The fact that they keep these archives up of these old articles, they might not have the videos anymore and the pictures. These old mm-hmm. articles have been a, a savior to me for these fucking episodes because uh-huh. they, they keep all of those joints up there.
3: Man, shout out to Shadim Um he,
2: he um he did a he did an article on the listening party and all uh, the people wow. that showed up for the re- the recession listening party. I was like, man, remember when people had listening party yeah, uh, reviews?
3: That's crazy. That's a lost time.
2: <laughs> like nobody even does that anymore. How how are listening parties done? It's like playbacks now, huh?
3: Playbacks and and yeah, they'll do they'll do a party. It's more release parties than listening parties, I think, at this point. And even the release parties are just like a club date. Yeah, (laughs) shit don't (laughs) feel like I used to feel.
2: (laughs) It's just be them in the club listening. Can't even reach them. Used to be real intimate. Like I, I remember the first listening party I ever went to was here. I went to the uh, by Dom Kennedy listening party.
3: Yeah, like I, I, the blogger listening parties were special. Yeah, this shit just doesn't happen anymore. It
2: was just in a building. All you go to the top of the building. People were just kicking it. Dom was was like going around. It was when I first met Archie there, and um, I got introduced to him through one of my friends who who invited me there. And it was it was just cool to have like that intimate kind of like conversation with people And stuff. So, oh, he was like you fuck with the album. I was like yeah, I fuck with the album. But I need a job. I was like, I was like can, I come, can I come pick your brain, my nigga? Oh, it, it, was, it was it was, it was, was a cool moment, but um, he says, ask President Bush, he'll tell you we're in a recession. We got to be we the people on this one. <laughs> I said, all right, GC. He said, I'm leaning. T-. He said, another quote he said was, I like Sarah Palin. I like the soccer mom thing and all that, but what about McConnell? What if he dies? Then Or, or not McConnell, McCain. What if he, huh. but, I mean, I nigga about to die too, but <laughs> McCain, what if he died? Then what? <laughs> I was like, that's, Long and short of it, that's why he was leaning towards Obama at that point. He said, "I like Obama and Joe for those reasons," and he really started pushing it. And I think we talked about the the voter die thing in a previous episode, uh, the yep, the, Green, the Day. Green Day episode. Mm-hmm. This is like kind of like the black side of it, where it was like, "Okay, we fucked up before." I feel as though people were kind of apprehensive to ride with Diddy on the Obama train this time. <laughs>
3: Well, uh, I think they are just apprehensive to ride with Diddy on a, another campaign. <laughs> He's taking money from Yeah, Diddy shit was very self-serving. But I don't know. I feel like around just my area and just people I spoke to, like Obama was it. Like people were excited to vote yeah. for Obama and excited that he was running. And it was just – it felt like a moment. Like I, I knew – when Obama said he was running, I knew he won. Yeah. That's how I felt around right. my way.
2: Yeah. I mean the lines, y'all. The lines <sighs> – there were people that were waiting in the, in the poll lines from midnight all the way till they open in Virginia to vote for Obama. Everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew. I, I, didn't he like landslide that one in 08? Yeah, I think in so. In Virginia
1: yeah. for sure. I never forget that day.
2: Yeah. Like was, he flipped oh, Virginia blue. I think he flipped Virginia blue twice. He did. Like like it had never happened before. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it, it was definitely a watershed moment for all of us and to have somebody who, Again, was kind of like the street rapper that we just thought of him as a trap rapper at that time. Was really standing beside Obama, and he was one of the first people that that embraced him. And strangely enough, Obama didn't embrace Kanye back; he embraced Young Jeezy back. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> which was the craziest part about it, and I think it led to to Kanye's uh, kind of spiral later on in his career.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know if it led to it, but <laughs> but no, definitely that definitely symbolized something, and I think it just it like I said. Jeezy was always about his network and he stood next to the right people and got and when he got stood next to those people he made it beneficial for him right? and um, yeah Obama was one of those uh, situations so my president came out I think it came
2: out a little bit before the album but what I want to do I want to talk about the actual uh, the recession as an an album before we kind of dive into uh, the actual songs and we break them down track by track
0: and I was just like damn I just gave you a hit record you know what I'm saying (laughs) So in my mind, I was like, yo, he owed me one. And uh, this was not too long after his mother passed. He wasn't doing verses, and I called him. I was like, yo, I got this record. And he's like, yo, I really ain't been in the booth. I was just like, I get it, but but you know, we need you. He's like, OK, send it. And I send it to him. He's like, what it put on me? And I was just like, OK, so in Atlanta, like we put on for the city, like we popped. Talk, you know, we talk, you know, you fly, you cool. That got that guy, he said, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. He called me back and rapped me the verse on the phone. I was just like, yeah, you just send it to me. Cause you're trying to sing it and rap it. I was just like, yo, I can't. I was just like, yeah, "You just send me the record. So he sent me and L.A. Reid the record at the same time. So before I could listen to it and call him back, L.A. Reid was calling me like, yo, <laughs> when are we putting this out? This is the single. I was like, yeah, it is the single. Played it again. I was just like, yo, he fast on this. I had never heard, you know, that was like classic. One of the most epic verses I ever got back from somebody else when when I sent it out. And, you know, that's how Put On came about.
2: Uh, The album was buoyed by the Kanye West featured Put On, which peaked at number 13 on the Hot 100, which is huge for a rap record, especially like Mm -hmm. a street record like that at the time. Yeah. And sold over 3 million copies. There were a lot of, I think, milestones for that record but there was a lot of important things that people kind of don't remember about that record one of them being the kanye factor and that being it kanye had taken a break for a year for music after his mom passed away this was like one of the if not the first song he did after his mother passed away and people wanted to know what he was going to say remember summer jam that year (laughs) when he came out with that purple varsity Yep. The mm-hmm. Aqua 8 song in the red pants, and he did that verse. He, geez, well, let's just be clear, Jeezy at Summer Jam in Atlanta every single year.
3: It
1: Always, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: It, it was his show every single yeah. year. I think he had a yeah. run every single year that he shut that oh, shit yeah. down. The Kanye yeah. year was special though, because it was sure. no one has seen this motherfucker. I wonder if there's still video of that. MC, you think you think you can find and see if there's a video of that at Summer Jam? I think so. I think it was like oh, wait.
4: I would assume if there's still video going around of when Kanye uh Swiss beats at Summer Jam, I would assume that there's still Kanye footage of him doing put on at Summer Jam. I'll take a look.
2: Um what yeah. the, wait, wait, the ATL Summer Jam, it was that's not what they call it's it. Birthday right? Bash. Birthday, birthday bash. bash. I'm bugging. Oh, you're talking about birthday. he did that birthday bash? Birthday, oh, okay, yeah, he did okay, that okay, birthday okay. bash. Uh, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. It was birthday bash. When he came out and did put on a birthday bash, that was the first time he come out and did the song straight up. But his verse mm. to me on that song, and I know we're like I uh, will just talk about the song now. We can skip it when we when we go track by track later. That was one of my favorite Kanye West verses of all time. Like that was like heartbreaking, real, but also kind of like let you in on where, where his mental was at that time. And the, even that lead into it, I like the Jeezy just kind of left them yeah <laughs> just left
3: him let him do his thing i man. mean yeah, it's, it's kanye west so it's like at that time he was yeah. like oh what, if he gonna get on my record you can do whatever the fuck you want like yeah. if people remember that was like one of the first kanye autotune records too mm-hmm. that was like yep. that was mm-hmm. the beginning of autotune kanye yep, and like, like right yep yep and it kind of it, it landed on the ears a little like what's this what is this? Yeah. yeah but then it's like he got into it and you're like oh shit like this is probably one of his most heartfelt verses it was like the
2: coldness of that kind of robotic voice at the time but I think even bigger than that, the Kanye West-Jeezy relationship, right? He took I Get Money from Inspiration, makes mm-hmm. the ad-libs on Can't Tell Me Nothing, puts Jeezy on Can't Tell Me Nothing. All of this happens, and then Full Circle comes back around, and the, and the favor is repaid from two years, three years prior to that, which, again, put on, to me, is just such a seminal Jeezy record for a lot of reasons, but it's such a seminal Kanye West record as well where you talk about his discography and all his singles, and you got to put, put on on there. Like, this is one of the best songs he's ever been on.
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah I'll tell you, it's a serious Kanye verse, but even in a serious Kanye verse, you still get an unserious line like that one of Russell's nieces line. Like, yeah, even like, in the most serious moment, he still has an unserious <laughs> line like that. You know what <laughs> I'm saying?
2: Oh, my. but then also radio played that full five-minute song back in the day. Oh, yeah. We
1: played it out.
2: Every single time, full five minute song. I remember at that time, I believe I was about to intern or I was interning at the time. I think at the station, and it was we, that was like number one every single week. It was, oh, it was yeah.
3: always yeah, playing. Was, like that song. was that was that big out here too? Yeah, no, that song was huge. That song was a moment. Like it was nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, like that was absolutely like you said. It was Kanye's return. It was Jeezy. Like it was damn not Jeezy's return, but just continuing on what Jeezy had been doing. He had already been a radio stalwart. Yeah, and um, yeah, that shit was just a perfect storm.
2: Call me Jeezy Hamilton, Ryan Down Hamilton. So fresh, so clean. <laughs> on my way to Charlene, we're gonna talk about his Anthony Hamilton oh, obsession on this album. I love it. I love <laughs> great it. Great
1: song. Like great we, song. Man. we never
2: knew he loved Anthony Hamilton as much as we <laughs> as much as we did to listen to this album. But our uh, production on the recession, great producers on this record. Yeah. Some new guys, some guys that he's, that he's been working with for a while. I mean,
3: put on this Drummer Boy, Drummer Boy, which is crazy because Drummer Boy. I mean. Drummer Boy's worked with a lot of artists in the South, but some of his best records are with Jeezy. With yeah, Jeezy, yeah, without abso- a doubt.
2: Absolutely. Drummer Boy on the record. DJ Toomp, was which, which was somebody Toont. that he kinda grabbed onto from uh inspiration. He did I Get Money from that record, which then led into uh Can't Tell Me Nothing. He continues yep. his run here on uh Jeezy's album, does the intro, which
3: mm-hmm.
2: is one of the best eight oh eight drums in the game. So Man. crisp every single time.
3: Yeah, it's like that was one thing. Jeezy brought together the best of the best of producers, mm-hmm. and this is another testament to his network. Because when you think about Tump, you think about him being a TI guy, yeah. And Jeezy exactly. went and reached across that aisle and was like, "Hey, I need you."
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jeezy guy now. So, you know, and, <laughs> and that's really what it became. Because I mean, then from there, Tump has a Jay Z record later that, yep. later after that. It's like Tump, beca- like for for somebody who at the time was like in his late late thirties, early forties, he was like a hot in demand. Like producer at that time and I loved it because I, I love all the Toom's beats. Like he, he's great. But also the Incredibles from Virginia, I believe. Oh, uh yeah. I Darn, Darn Cannon. Yeah, they're from Virginia. Yeah. Um Justice League also on there. The like, business. The business. Uh he had everybody on this fucking record doing their fucking thing. Uh sold over two hundred and sixty thousand copies its first week. I mean, it was a recession. Niggas ain't had no money to buy a twenty dollar record. <laughs> fye at the time uh did you guys know it just went platinum in 2020
1: oh, wow that is crazy it was installed like at like 750 800 forever probably it, that's what i'm saying that's so interesting
2: it dropped off it, 60k its third week it actually had a heavy drop it was like 90k second week 60k third week and then from there it kind of petered off again looking back at it, looking back at this album in hindsight it, other than put on it didn't really spawn a lot of hits either it was, right. it was very even when you listen to it today it's like yeah i could see where he was going with vacation but that's not like a jeezy hit it's not a hit record and you could see why it didn't catch on and, and, and why that didn't happen I, did you did you ever like come across vacation at the time and
1: did it blow up or not blow up but what what was your thoughts on, on records like that um vacation was definitely like a- Targeted to be a single at first, I, I remember. That. I remember the video rollout and all of that. But you're right; it never caught on. So that wasn't like a, a viable second single. So what was it? There was another single though after. I mean, after put on, it was Crazy Ooh, World, it, and then crazy my president, world, crazy, oh, crazy
4: World, Crazy World. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That's it. Yeah.
3: yeah, but my president was like real the real second single to me. That was the one they felt like they pump the money into yeah. and I mean obviously when Obama got elected, it was like,
4: we gotta ride this train on out. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it is it is beauty it is beautiful irony though for it to go platinum in 2020 that, that really does tell you a message. It really does tell you a story.
2: Yeah, even though our president wasn't black at that point. But
0: oh my uh- <laughs> <laughs> advice to anybody who's starting an AMP show would be start with
1: the fun part. The best part about AMP is like, talking about things you're excited about. But you gotta take that leap.
2: Just dive in.
1: When music connects to you personally, it connects to your audience.
4: If you want to be the number two show on AMP <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Followed by, download that? Be creative.
1: Yeah, you can talk, gossip, play music. Talk about what you love. That's the beautiful part about Amp.
4: What should I make my show about? Kind of like whatever the hell you want to hear, you know?
1: If you're a creator, then it's just in you to just create things. (laughs)
4: Let's get into the album
2: proper here. The Recession Intro, produced by DJ Toon opens with some when you hear this you're like
3: oh jeez he's really he's really serious serious shit. album it, it, that's that's another reason why I, i'm not surprised at why it took so long to go platinum mm-hmm. it's the very much the, the serious Jeezy
1: album.
2: yeah because the thing is with the reviews is that they're like he's still saying the same shit i'm like really for like maybe 25 percent of the album he's saying the same yeah, shit yeah, yeah. but most of it he's talking about something like he's talking about real life shit and on this on this project he really opens up the album saying this is what this shit's going to be about. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, this is what it is. I think that like it worked for me here. And especially like going back and listening to her for the past 2 3 weeks, I'm like this shit works. Like he's really fucking rapping and to plus his point, he said I want to be taken serious as a rapper. And then he did it on the, on this on this intro. Do you what do you guys rank this intro in
1: terms of Young Jeezy albums? I I think it's it's right behind the 101 uh, intro in my opinion. I can't think of something that's like right behind that as far as in his album catalog. But what I was about to say about the album, really, in short, was that, remember, at once upon a time, a big thing in hip-hop was, quote-unquote, concept albums, right? With Jeezy being a rapper, not really considered like a rapper's rapper, only the rapper's rappers tackled the concept albums. So for Jeezy to really, you know, grasp that concept and then bring it home with, you know, a great album front to back, that kind of was another notch under his belt as well. So I, I enjoyed that win for Jeezy at the time, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, you had Jay-Z turning into a drug dealer again.
1: American Gangster. You,
2: you had Nas mm-hmm. uh, doing a eulogy for hip-hop.
3: <laughs> you had a lot of stuff going no, on. It that, was, that was definitely the concept album era. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something that's prevalent throughout the album. And there's, you know, we'll talk about it later in a few songs. Yeah, right. But he definitely was going for the concept records.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, one of the verses there, one of the lines here, God bless America, never been to Columbia, so I'm going to need one of you just to get the word to Columbia. <laughs> He was still just, like, I'm like, all right, man.
1: That's the five Jeezy line, though. Last one of them, that line could have been on one on one. You know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> they say, Young, once you make it rain, bitches, you insane. Went by once a month, them numbers be insane in a membrane. Come on, man. He's
3: he said, in a recession. can't <laughs> make it rain no more.
2: People was calling cap on this man. I'm pretty sure like the way Jeezy is now about now about like owning property, I could absolutely no.
3: believe he was not doing that shit back oh, then. Jeezy's <laughs> definitely one of them like very smart with his money, yeah. damn near frugal yeah. types. Yeah, so I can see it. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. No, and, and, and again the album sets you up perfectly. And you're like, okay, this is serious shit. And then he says, wait a minute, I gotta I gotta serve my I gotta serve my base. <laughs> my I gotta serve my fan base here. Welcome back. I feel like this album kinda has two intros in
3: one. Oh, I was gonna mention that. Welcome back was like the intro. That was, that was, the, yeah, exactly.
2: That was the intro
4: for the Trapper Die fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then That's
2: it awesome. opens up with the with the voicemail. Mark, how you feeling about this with the whip test?
4: I think I messaged this about a couple of hours ago. This might be, and I most of this album I haven't heard in at least fifteen years. This might be Hall of Fame. I try not to do Mount Rushmore. But as far as, like, Whip Test Hall of Fame, this is from the intro to the ending. Mm-hmm. If you have a good enough speaker system, your shit probably is going to shatter through at least a couple of these records.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. I, it's funny that you haven't listened to this in so long. Because, like, yeah. I listen to this, like, at least every couple months. This is, like, really one of my favorite GZ albums. Yeah. And I can't mm-hmm. listen to it without turning it all the way up on volume. It's, like, it's, driving. Man,
2: it's some of the best beats he's ever had. Like and I s I'll stand on this. I say top three, regardless of album, regardless of tape, some of his best beats. Like mm-hmm. he really uh, he really tasks these producers to not just give him just a loop, but really give him like songs that he could actually like create to. And I feel like Welcome Back is like this. Uh, guess who's back and he's shining on you niggas. Guess who's back and he's stunting on you hoes. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that in the club and you just hey man. You got to you got to put your arm up, man. That that was that was a club record. What was some of y'all favorite lines from the, from this record? Like, I, I mean, there's there's uh, guess what? I don't give a fuck. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, I mean that's it's that's right how he starts it. I mean everybody knows DJ. That,
1: DJ right? You could just turn that down. The whole crowd said that. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, the go, That's the street, the strip club quality of it too. I mean, he you could still play a lot of these records from this album in the strip club. I'm pretty sure they're playing Put On in the strip club too.
3: Probably, probably get a lot.
2: No. Get a lot. Yeah, that, that was another record that was probably doing here. They said, oh, yeah. uh, sh- "They said, okay, here we go again. Street said it's necessary. Start talking blow again. Like, damn, nigga, but you just told us <laughs> that it's too expensive for you to get the key.
3: But that's the thing, man. The inspiration was one of those albums where it was like he kind of toned it down a little bit. Did. I think mm-hmm. he just yep. heard the criticism, so he had to come back to the base.
2: Because I think that, and again, his numbering system was weird. We <laughs> had always thought that TM 103 was coming next. And I think that was the rumor. It was yeah. TN 103's next. You know, he's just going to give us some more whatever we wanted. I don't think people got to, you know, people got to realize. And if you don't realize, you got to realize it here. We weren't expecting this term from him. Like, it, it, like he out of nowhere one day said, it's really fucked up out here.
3: How's the problem? Yeah. I'm telling you.
2: Yeah. Like, he, he was like, I, 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 I got to talk about this shit. And it, you, there weren't many people like, you're not getting this from Lil Wayne. I mean, the closest we got at that point was Georgia Bush. Hmm. And he, right. said, I, he said i gave you one and i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you shooter and i'm gonna give you tie my hands and then i saw i'm gonna give you niggas i'm not talking oh, about man. nothing until you know classic song uh how to love you know what i mean 2011 he oh my god he gave us he gave us how to love but welcome back opens up the album uh i feel like he's honestly it's three intros of this shit there's three.
3: By the way, it's one of them yeah. ones.
2: By, by the way is 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 one of them ones, man. By the way,
3: will knock your license plate off your car. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. For those ones. Right. That Away is crazy. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. What you say, young, the boy might Go Nuts holes the niggas just like donuts, Dang. my creamy <laughs> crispy. These niggas can't get me. Must be the wrong size because these niggas can't can't fit
3: me. me. Come on. But that was him being like, I got bars. (laughs) That was very much Jeezy. I got bars.
2: Like, I remember in college, people would be upset because I would be like, I'm listening to young Jeezy over Lupe Fiasco.
3: Right. That's a a funny comparison.
2: I'm listening. What do you mean? They tried to put A plus nose. A A A plus nose. A A A plus nose at VCU, there was a contingent which is strange because of the city we were in and VCU yeah. there was a contingent right. of niggas who just loved underground hip hop shit
3: I think that was just yeah. the, t- the sign of the times everybody was trying to get on their backpack shit but like the cool the skateboard backpack like, yeah
2: like, like little brother I'm like yeah. I'm listening to Jeezy of all that I, and they hated it they hated
3: me for that's that funny. shit that's funny that's really funny
2: they they really I was like I, I'll be in y'all student hip hop organization but I, oh, y'all wow. gotta play some Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> 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 yeah I'm saying names I'm saying
3: oh, names fuck it actually it's funny <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna go there. That's here. so classic,
1: man! Wow, That's I know hilarious. it. You
2: probably know who was the president of. It, I know gosh. you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah I know. Yeah, yeah I know exactly <laughs> what you're
2: talking about. Motherfucker hated me. Shout out
1: to him, man. <laughs> he hated
2: me. We we ended up squashing it later, but the motherfucker <laughs> hated me in college.
4: Okay. Time, time, time has served you well. You're on the right side of history, at least.
3: Hey, you know where I'm I mean, at? How, is he? Lupe what? was cool, man. Lupe first time. We might get to Lupe at black so at some point. Which one? We can go to the first
1: album. When liquor bootleg is classic. Yeah.
4: Yeah, man. That, yeah. Oh, the shit that pissed him off when it when it leaked. Oh man,
1: <laughs> I thought that, that red hot even, when it leaked. Yeah,
4: Lupe
3: first three albums pretty damn good. It was fucking what? Gotta eat. Oh, yeah. I mean. I, God, he's a. Cla- Whoa. Is that cool? This This is, a, this is a very much. This nigga a- was rapping over the Hey Dude instrumental, my nigga. This is very much a aside, but his first three <laughs> records are great. Come Niggas got to eat. That's
1: when shit get greasy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he be like, feed me, Yeah. Listen. The metaphors of that is what Jeezy was trying to do on what they want. Honestly. Honestly. He like, man, I could do this shit. That's what Jeezy was trying to get at.
2: Listen, man. Dumb It Down, the the amount of dissertations nigga had to Dumb It Down, I'm like, listen, oh, can I just listen to the goddamn song, bro? We don't got to have an essay for Dumb It Down, bro. Y'all act like this is, you know, he created fucking water or some shit, man. Somebody wrote
1: five paragraphs on the windshield. Remember that? Oh my yeah, God.
2: Yeah, come on. I, I'm just saying that I enjoy it better because that's just where I was from. Like, I just, I just fuck with, I liked, uh some of the cool until he start, started rapping about jeans on a song with Jay-Z, but you know. <laughs> this is what it is. That that verse was fire. We're gonna John, get to it. To that. So no, that, that album might break me. So we food, food and liquor might break me. That's gonna be your Carter Four? <laughs> that's gonna be my Carter
3: Four. Hey man. We're putting that in rotation. It's coming soon. Hey, man, he say like, she
1: say classic, man. Food man. and liquor
2: might break me, okay? That's gonna be that's that's Wait, gonna be we part. have a single tier to he say she say <laughs> <laughs> i I might I might I might walk off set. Oh, on that one, but let's get back to by the way. <laughs> this nigga said, well, Mark, how you feel about what he said? I don't trust you, bumba clots. You know, what? I keep them shotters with me. How you
1: feel about that? Why are you asking me? Why are you asking me? <laughs> no, I ask, no, no, please, let's talk about this for a second because I was going to talk about this on the like, last album. He has like the 102. He has this whole thing where he doesn't rhyme, like, you know, back to back bars. Like, it's a style for a minute on 102. Yeah. And then Recession, he's Badman Jeezy. He's on this whole, <laughs> <laughs> i You, later. you know, he has that whole act of the end of his verses. So I do want to ask, Mark, how did you feel about that, too? Yes. Like, I mean, he's bopting on this album.
4: I mean, I didn't really. Uh, I don't think anybody was doing appropriation type. Oh God, I don't, I don't think. I don't think they were. Ri- I don't think they were ranting in the clubs in the in the, in the dance halls about Listen, Jeezy man. appropriating in two thousand. How they
2: ride on Drake for being Bodman, Mandem Drake, but not on Jeezy. He was the first nigga that was doing it, appropriating culture. Hey man, you're from fucking. Uh, you're from from Macon. Alabama,
4: Macon. Oh, was he from you know, Alabama? Now, Mac Town? Yeah,
1: he from the Mac Town.
4: <laughs> uh. I'll never forget one of the craziest tapes I've ever heard is like a dancehall tape. And Tony Mataron was the DJ at the time. And it was like 2000. It was like around 2010. And he was so pissed because all the dancehall artists, it was starting to get to that point that rap was like really starting to influence other countries. And he was like, man. And granted, Jamaica has been influenced by rap for Forever. decades, yeah. literally. Yeah. And he's like, man, everybody wants to be Weezy right now. Weezy eats pussy. We can't be wheezy. I was like, oh,
2: "What? <laughs>
4: <laughs> is this how serious oh it is
2: right now, <laughs> bro?" They do not like that shit.
1: They do that's, not.
2: That's why you could. That's why I'm sure Cali be getting them Jamaican niggas on the on the on the tracks for free. Cause he don't do that shit. Uh, one more. Nah, line for hey,
4: nah. I seen I seen Sizzler was red hot. He he took that Cali he took that Cali plaque and broke the shit in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, he walked it back though. He walked it. Oh, back.
5: He walked it back. back. It,
4: <laughs> back. I, I, to I remember that.
5: that.
2: Hey, he
4: didn't do it to Cam. Think about it. Cam, Cam
2: handled his business. Hey, we need to do Cam a throwblax. We need to do a throwbacks on that versus and just break it oh, down. Wow. We just need to break oh, down wow. the game tape, uh, point by point. I've never been so embarrassed. I ripped my goddamn camera. <laughs> my fucking T off. Oh my god. I was in the I was in the living room with no shirt on. I was so bad. <laughs> <Hey>,
4: I'm, <laughs> I'm still in pain. I, I don't think I could do it. There's only one world where. New York by Ja rule beat Welcome to New York City it was that night. <laughs> yeah. I was steaming hot. I was I was like raging hot that night.
2: All right, okay, well, we're alive from this. So this is where Jeezy kind of understands and, and on this song, kind of or not he understands, but he kind of kind of proves that he he gets the gravity of what he does. He says, I turned a brick into a clothing of who's, who's commercial, commercial? and they still talking YOLA. So who's, who's commercial? commercial? It's the because that was one of the complaints yes. after 102. You're teaming with R. Kelly, my nigga. You're teaming with Keisha Cole. You're going mm-hmm. mainstream. That's why he put out three fucking tapes right after that. But it's also household. just
3: like, you you only have one thing to rap about. That yeah. was another thing. And it's like, yeah. I, and that's, look at how far it's got me. It's got me a Boost Mobile commercial. Mm-hmm. Where they at? The whole city behind me.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic, classic commercial. Listening back to this, hearing him not necessarily be like, um, uh, Uh, a little bit sensitive about it but he was actually really hurt by a lot of these things and at the time like 2007 2008 I don't really think I felt that because so many people at least down here loved Jeezy in that 2007 time we talked about USDA coming out in 2007 but he has plenty of classic remixes they know it's 2007 you play that you're you're getting loved that anywhere in the country honestly
3: it was all the New York bias because you had I mean around that time was the hip hop is dead conversation you had all, you know, just uh I can't even call it conscious rappers. It's just a real rap. It's like we yeah. got too much of the southern rap going on. We, and they all they talk about is drugs and
4: it's like and pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you to Jeezy for speaking up for that. He was the one nigga that went on radio and said, Did not does Nas bus his guns? <laughs> right <laughs> <So laughs> literally why I wore then. my shirt.
2: But listen, I mean, I think you start to learn here, uh, Mark, to your point that Jeezy does get kind of annoyed about a lot of shit. <laughs> like he, he's an yeah. artist that he he truthfully, I think him and Two Chains are like two of the two guys that like, they act like they really be cool about a lot of shit, but the shit be bothering them, bro. It be coming out at the weirdest times, though. Yeah. Like two chain shit came out at the verses too. I hate to go back to verses. but <laughs> the two chain shit came out like, oh, another Drake song? Wow. <laughs> like he
4: was like Nah, He shit. was like, he was like. Man, this shit cheating. I don't got a Jay-Z, verse. Oh, yeah, Jay-Z I was like, oh, Come, come Z on, Chase. He,
2: he was like, another come Jay-Z on. record. Wow, y'all. Y'all see this? See what this nigga's <laughs> <thing is> doing? <laughs> but he was, he was really, he was very much bothered by that narrative. And he 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 sought to break that on this album. And you get yeah. to the next song, Crazy World. That had, a, that had a good video. That was that was a serious video.
1: Yep. Like, Hell yeah. Very that, serious that was, video. That was
2: his runaway That was Buzzworthy
1: clip right there. Yeah, that was
2: Buzzworthy <laughs> clip. This is where the album starts getting into concept. It's like, all right, I gave you niggas three songs <laughs> in a row. Let's get to the actual theme of this. Uh, I really ain't buying all the bullshit that they are selling me when the government throwing more curves than a letter C. I said the letter C, I guess that's for correctional. They try and box me and sit me, sit me still like a vegetable. Come on. He's rapping, y'all. I, I oh, one of the yeah. best rapped albums of of the year, I, I must say. But he's talking about a lot of the 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 the, the prison population yep. and, and the prison industrial system. He's talking about Bush, of course, on this. He's talking about the recession. He's talking about how the how the the drug game has gotten worse too. So the people that actually do the illegal things that they they have to do in order to, to feed their families are going through all of this. I think this really encapsulates everything that he he wanted to say on this song. I, I like Crazy World. My only issue is it kind of breaks up the flow of the album <laughs> where it is.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it just, I think it, it leaned. yeah, I think it flowed. For me, it just, it was like, that was the first record that, or the second, at least besides the intro, I was like, okay, this is a concept album. Like even the way he ended his verses going back to in the crazy world. Yeah. Shit he's talking about. I think it's just like, yo, like, I, and that, and to your earlier point about like breaking up the, the, the one Oh one, one Oh two, one Oh three, uh, continuation, that's why this just came at this moment. Yeah. This was like not a part of the trilogy trilogy. This is just like, yo, this is for the moment yeah. concept. Um, but yeah, no, I love this record. This is one of my favorites on here too, for sure.
2: I want a new Bentley and my auntie need a kidney. And if I pass her a children, uh if I let her pass, her children never, never will forgive,
3: will forgive you. me. Hell of a line.
2: Hell of a line. That's up there with the with their with the Rick Ross when he was in Africa looking at his <laughs> looking at his watch <laughs> and seeing <laughs> the kids starve. I'm <laughs> like, damn. It's one of them lines. Uh, next song, What They Want. What's your? I'll be real.
1: First skip for me.
2: First skip? Oh,
1: no. If it ain't nothing, then it gotta be something.
2: How is that a skip? First skip skip for me, man. man. Like, to your point, Josh, the
3: punchlines are not great. No, this is, man, every verse was about a sports. The first one was the basketball shit. Yeah, like that. Talking reckless on my line. That's a technical. He was going crazy (laughs) on that shit. That's my first skip. I felt like
2: it. I was like, I I've, I've, I've when i listen when i listen to the albums for throw blacks, i listen to them all the way through the first time then the second times, i'm like which ones will i skip you know on subsequent listens to this what they want second third fourth i was like ah because crazy world already brings you down from the pump of your fist like yeah nigga then you're like this sad bring you again. back up that don't really bring me back Man, like, it's what? just him trying to
1: be it's him trying it's like to be calm balance it's him trying to be a um, uh, murder mook. <laughs>
3: like, uh, no. I can't I can't agree. <laughs> like,
1: honestly, I love, I, I was like, okay, Jeezy, real
3: rapping Jeezy right here. Like, Bro. literally the way he broke down every verse, you know, he like actually wrote this shit down. Got a like bad. He had a pin in the pad and was like, all right, first verse basketball, my second dog, verse
1: football.
2: My dog hit me up. He said he got a lick, got a bad jump shot, so he might shoot, shoot a, a brick. brick. Talking
1: reckless on my line. That's a, a technical tactical. foul. <laughs> Don't know what the fuck you talk.
2: I'm hanging up right now. <laughs>
1: Man.
2: <laughs> it's just, I just think the the song more comedic than actual.
3: <laughs> no nah, it's just like him. I hate to, I can't say storytelling, but it was like, yo, like, I'm about to give y'all metaphors. Y'all say, I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not a rapper. Y'all say hip hop is dead. Yeah. I'm going to give y'all metaphors, but all drug references. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to do me, but still do y'all. I, I really respected this record. I, I, this is one of my favorites for sure. Say touchdown,
2: then he need a touchdown. Second time he called today, think he going
3: all, all the way. Away. 36 yard line. We're going for the first down. 36 O's. Come on, man.
4: said right. y'all, y'all listening or y'all are y'all just skimming through it? Just breezing through it, man. they just breezing
3: through <laughs> it. They just breezing through it, man.
2: I wanna know your thoughts, your thoughts on uh Amazing, produced by Drummer Boy. If you want to talk about a mood bringer down. Amazing brings the mood down what? way more. I oh, don't know. My favorite part like about amazing,
3: amazing it, I like amazing though. My favorite thing about amazing is just uh eyes so low that I look like Asian. Now he has like a little Asian baby. Yeah. <laughs> a little Asian a baby. He's he his does. daughter.
2: He does. Beautiful kid. Beautiful family. Seeing Jeezy as a dad, even though he's already a dad, and he threw his son through the damn
3: shower. Oh yeah, I forgot. Damn.
1: He threw his son through the shower, dude.
3: I try to it's keep his straight. Face. It's like, not funny. It's not
1: funny, but God it damn, it man. You know, <laughs>
3: fathers and sons—they fight.
2: He's shaming, man, that nigga. But uh, though, <laughs> though, you know, seeing him as like a dad with a, with a daughter, it's it's cute. I, I've I've seen it. You know, it's it's good to see him kind of uh, you know, break that. But Rose Gold Automar looking like his Miller time is a
1: weirdest way to start a song that turned everybody up in Wisconsin. That
2: had everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but, but you had you had some comments on amazing uh, Mark. I, I, I'm not saying I didn't like the song. I'm just saying that it like that's when the the, the album starts to get kind of like ugh, like it starts to go down, not downhill, but like downbeat. Like the the beats start getting a little bit uh, you know depressing. It's a depressing album. Let me just be clear. It's very
4: uh, downtrodden for a lot of that's it. Rich really when i started this from amazing up until the next three four five yeah. tracks things started going right back in my mind i was like oh fuck this is that record and and i started waking up i started hearing it again the streets need a
2: nigga so i'm in and out that vocal booth the love level nigga because i'm in and out that yellow coupe was my line back in the
3: day hello yeah i mean like that's what i'm saying like this album was jeezy being like yo i can fucking rap Yeah. And like he's proven on every single record, he's making records, like actual records. Where I think before it was just kind of like just him just doing the thing. Yeah, but yeah, no, this is him being like, yo, I'm here. It's also cool to see
2: Jeezy kind of rising to the occasion because you got, like I said earlier, he's standing next to Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. Ti. If he doesn't step his game up, he's forgotten about. And there's more people coming. You know what I'm saying? Rick Ross is right there. Like he's like literally right there, you know what I mean, <laughs> and uh, you know, like it, it's and again it's funny we keep bringing up Ross, but their their careers are so parallel in so many ways, it almost was inevitable that they would beef right, like just just the right. fact that they were just so close in the same circles, going vying for the same audience in a lot of ways it it yeah. was just inevitable that they were gonna have issues,
1: yeah, if Jeezy's hogan, then like Ross is savage at that, yeah, point. yeah, I always yeah. mech- had to explode, you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, like, they he's not on this album, but they, they had been working together for a while and they had the Jay-Z connection. They, Jay-Z both been on Def on, Jam. Both on Def Jam. Both yep. were super close with Shakir Stewart. Yep. It, it just I think at one point, Ross maybe did get a bigger head than Jay-Z. <laughs> but then again, you know, and that's only a year away from this. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? and and this is, is
1: following issues. Triller, too. So Trilla dropped early in the year. They had that classic luxury tax on that album mm-hmm. with Jeezy and Wayne and Trick Daddy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a, a little bit of competition. I mean, this I was about to say earlier. This album right here is a fire cold weather album. It dropped like in the fall winter. So yep. wow. it was perfect for that time of year.
2: It dropped right before <clears throat> Obama. I mean, Jeezy, and I'll say it again when we get to the song. He was he was aiming for the fences. He said, "I'm I'm calling the shot right now. He's gonna win," yeah. <laughs> and he called yeah. it in September. Uh, next song, man, Hustler's Ambition. One of my favorite songs in the album. Yep, I'm not. I'm uh, yeah. not afraid to. Yeah. Not afraid to. Yeah. Uh, not afraid to admit it. Uh, comes so far up from the bottom, couldn't even see the top. Yeah. Just as soon as I feel the drop, I'm whipping. Up, I'm whipping up every block. Come on, how could you not feel that? It's
3: one of the ones. <laughs> Deep fire. you know that amazing? The
1: Hustler's Ambition like transitions, kind of yep. fire too.
3: I can't deny the
1: the, the, uh, the
3: scratches. Real hip hop. Telling you. It's
1: real hip-hop Me? man he Me? was going for it
2: another drummer boy classic by the way drummer boy yep. put his fucking foot in his in his album he he really was working on in this his teeth
3: In his teeth drummer boy got big teeth <laughs> so i just think of just big mouth <laughs> uh now as far
2: as award shows we all know how that goes so what's all the doubt about because he ain't selling out because he ain't giving up because he don't give a fuck he was talking to them critics right yeah. there <laughs> And then got nominated yeah. off this album. Exactly, so like, yeah, yeah, he
3: he proved he proved his point.
2: Yeah, he he really did. Like this is another like three songs. He's he's directly answering critics. Mm-hmm. It's not all about what TM101 and TM102 is about. I I, I I'm utter to say at this point when you listen to it, you're like, yo, this is you're you're kind of in the groove of this album. You're like, yo, he's he's really fucking spitting. He's and he's not talking about the same shit he's talking about. Really, if he's talking about drugs on this album, he's talking about kind of the ups and downs of it. And I remember at some point a couple years ago, maybe a couple like decades ago, Bun B said that there isn't enough. You know, he said, what UGK did. They talked about the downside of selling drugs. We talked about the the what happens on the other side of it." And he said, "I feel like that's what's kind of missing from a lot of trap rap. You know, and, and a lot of what trap you know the, the yeah. trap music genre is is you don't get that. You don't get that from other artists." And he specifically name drops Young Jeezy and Ti as two people that do. And I think like this album was again. If he is talking about selling drugs, he's talking about the fact that it's hard to do this shit. I can't like I'm, I'm gonna get caught if you're talking on my phone about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not motivation no more. It's this is what happens on the other side of it in a recession when there there's eyes that are extra on us again. And and this is one of those one of the songs that kind of puts you up on that on that game. So
1: absolutely
3: one of my
2: favorite yeah. songs on the album. Uh, a plus. What would you feel about this one?
1: Oh, I loved it. I mean, like I said once again, like from amazing the uh, hustles ambition. I love that transition. Um, it just gets a little darker. we get into like my favorite part of the album. Yep. I mean, I like Who That, but it's about what's right after that. For- Man. So, Man. I, I love Huda ambition.
2: Let's get to Who That, produced by D-Rich and Shorty Red. D Who Rich, D-Rich is still around, isn't he? He does shit for Future, right?
3: Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's the same. If it is a D-Rich doing shit for Future, I don't think it's the same D-Rich. Um... I love D. Rich though. D. Rich was Shody Red's ghost producer, and he produced yeah. a lot of those records that said Shody Red, but just never got the credit. <laughs> and this time, he finally got the credit. Yeah. Um, but Shody Red was like the energy guy. Mm-hmm. He's on this track, just kind of in the background ad libs. This is one of my favorites. This is a strip club absolute classic <laughs> anthem. Second verse is crazy.
2: Remember, um, remember when Shody Red Drifter?
3: I'm a oh, yeah. yes. Red also that's wrote it. sexual Ooh, eruption, sexual, yep. Eruption,
2: yep. sexual yeah, seduction. Yeah, yeah, he wrote yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the inspiration. I mean, we all know who that. I don't, uh, why do you keep saying, yeah, I, I don't, don't even, even know. know. I got court tomorrow. I, I don't, don't even, even go. I don't even show. I got shit to do. Only ju- God can judge me. The who who fuck the fuck are you? are you? Come on, man. Also, who that doesn't follow the traditional structure of the song either. It's like the, the core. He's like rapping Literally like six bars and we'll go right back to the chorus. Like yeah. that that shit to me is like it remind like a lot of rappers kinda do that now. I think the, the closest that I can remember that rappers kinda do this is uh um what's up, mate? On So Much Fun, Thug mm. and, and Future, where it's not traditionally a rap song at all. Yeah. It's just them
3: rapping bars back <laughs> and forth. Um, uh, you said a second verse on this on this record, Josh. I mean, come on, man. I don't chase no hoes. I chase There's money in vodka. Next time I re-up, I'm gonna buy me a chopper. I ain't talking AK, I'm talking shit with propellers. Fly to my fly to the club, make my ex-bitch jealous. Like Damn, he was man. talking that shit, and that's the thing about Jeezy, like I don't know, man. Like his shit was so visual too. Like yeah. you could see it. And that was the difference between him and a lot of rappers at the time. Um, I mean, just the difference between the, the real rappers and the trap rappers. It mm-hmm. was like shit you can imagine where these other rappers are kind of going over your head and just yeah. giving you shit that just made you think too hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Now nah, Jeezy, Who That, one of my favorite records. Um one of the best records I probably said the I I love this whole album. I'm probably gonna say that about every song on this yeah. album. But like Who That is absolutely a banger. Another trunk rattler. Like, yeah. That shit, yeah, it's one of them ones.
2: Blackbird Radio is really just like the brainchild of of me and Josh being so into the industries and wanting a positive spin on stories from the other side of the the camera, so to speak. So if you listen to Blackbird Radio, you're going to get awesome stories. You're going to get funny-ass, you know, anecdotes.
3: Loquacious hot takes for me.
2: (laughs) You don't know what you're going to get from the show, but
3: it's like, it's it's culture all all on your phone
4: uh an update on d rich it looks like he's been doing some recent stuff unless this is a different d rich but it does say atlanta producer d rich he's been with metro um yeah. he had a record mm-hmm. on heroes and villains yep um oh, and shit. he Same had guy. a record on thugs last album. oh yeah. shit Same i know deal. that that's like
2: he's, he's been working yeah because hey, he was young at that time yeah so i think he might be our age so okay he's, he's not he's, he's not he's not that old um i mean A plus mentioned it the album does and and, and even shit mentioned it a a couple of minutes ago with the bun b thing talking about the 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 other side of the drug uh the drug game don't you know this is my favorite song on the album it's my mm, favorite song on the album Wow, same. this is my favorite song on the album uh
4: this one confuses me because i i I don't know if that's a little bit well it's not dyslexia but it is don't know you know know you Yeah.
3: yeah yeah the title's wrong
4: yeah. <laughs> just,
2: yeah,
3: don't you know I'm like you know what it yeah, is yeah. too that's one of those like probably a printing era and they just, yeah. just like roll with it they left <laughs> it
2: something probably got mixed up when they sent it off to get uh to get pressed or something like that and they just left it like that I, it's always bothered me because I'm like he doesn't say don't you know yeah like, exactly you know, <laughs> you know like, who, that's about <laughs> it
3: but it's not like don't you know well I mean Jeezy always had a, a a problem with grammar and syllables and yeah. things Trapstar, trap star <laughs> T-R-A-P S-T-R, S-T-R. Yeah. so it's yeah. like I don't know if it was him the management. Somebody always <laughs> making a mistake on one of these albums. Yeah.
2: Um. Don't you know, produced by Midnight Black. He was kind of, he did some stuff with like Plies. And yeah. uh, he did a lot of stuff with Florida artists at the time. He like, did like
3: four on this album. too. Yeah, yeah, he did. He,
2: he grabbed a lot of songs on on, on this uh, on this album. I hear y'all talk that work shit. That's cool. Oh, he said, I'm sorry. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. don't mean shit. I don't know you. I don't, I don't know, know. I don't know how you know.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, man. Some of my favorite Jeezy lines in this, call it Dave Chappelle's he, he won his other half-baked. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Come on, man. You know, I like to scramble mine Waffle House style, leave him sunny side up, and let him chill for a while.
1: Oh, wow. wow.
2: This, is, this not only brings in some of the the trapper die flair, but also this new rap Jeezy, I'm a super rapper flair. First verse is definitely like TM 101 era Mm -hmm. vibes. Second verse, I go there, get that, go back with that. Then I flip that and send that right back. If I get two bands, it must be five stacks. So you owe five stacks. Bring that right Right back. back. Do the math. (laughs) Do the math on that one. He
3: was going crazy. He was going crazy. He was was going crazy, bro.
2: Also, a rare Jeezy song with three fucking verses, by the way. Let's
1: just just be clear here. Real rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, first kind of stayed the union address too. Like uh, off the bat. He's calling out everybody. Because like, he's that? like, all this bird talk, maybe you want some Popeyes. Yeah. yeah no <laughs> off in my ride. You know uh, yeah. what I'm saying? He opened up a whole lane for niggas. A whole bunch of, you know, ex trap dudes wanted to be rappers after they heard Jeezy. So he's like, Yo, everybody's a trapper now, turned rapper. Okay. Cool. Do you think that some of this
2: was I, and I don't remember if this was at the time and I couldn't I couldn't remember when I was listening to it. Was some of this kind of like a response to Pimp C at the time?
3: Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I can't say a response directly to Pimp C, but it was also like, I hear the chatter. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. got to say something. Yeah. That's very much what a lot of this album was. Because
2: a lot mm-hmm. of people were coming to Jeezy at the time. Yeah. Nas was one. Of course, they squashed it yeah. here. Um, excuse me, Pimp C, all of that. And a lot of people were coming at him at the time. And this record to me feels like, let me address it. I know Jeezy said uh, so, like in so many words that he wasn't going to respond to Pimp C, which respectfully he didn't. But he absolutely did kind of hint at it. And I feel like the third verse is kind of like, yo, like, if you're going to talk about me, talk about all these other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, like get at them too. And I love this record because he's calling it out and he's saying like, the up the uprising of all of these rappers that came out since me is dangerous. Because y'all, yeah. like, like nobody fucking knows you and y'all going to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> y'all going to get fucking caught or killed. And I like that part about this album is that, yo, he's he's reckoning with what he kind of created.
3: Yeah. No, and I, I think it was Again, serious Jeezy being like, yo, like I got to I have to say something about the environment that I've contributed to. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is one of these, this song was one of the ones where he did it in the perfect way.
4: Uh, yeah. What did Pimp say? Talking about some squares. City, <laughs> <laughs> brick for 17.5. I forgot what he said on that. No, you uh, say,
1: I know that. who was out there with the one pants leg rolled up with the backpack <laughs> on.
4: I, <laughs> <laughs> I said, whoa,
5: all right,
2: man.
3: That's a great <laughs> one. A great Come on, man. It's a great Pimp scene.
2: Pent Pimp was crazy. I
5: was like, oh shit!
2: Next song, my second favorite mm. record on this album, back to back. Rare that an album has this. Don Cannon's uh, parents on here. He did uh, Mr. Seventeen Five. Yep. Last album, one of my favorite uh, songs on that album as well. Circulate. This was at the listening party. Um, review that Shaheen Reed had. It's several other reviews of this album. They all named this song as the best, yeah. as the best song in the album. I mean, because this was the Up North <laughs> song. New York party, sure. <laughs> though, right? This is yeah.
1: New York
3: meeting
2: all
1: day. Yeah, yeah the, the New drums.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, stop what they was doing. Listen, right. <laughs> the
2: whole tri-state. And I'll be clear. I'll be clear. My friends from, from Virginia, friends that I had that were from the South, from yeah. Atlanta, they don't like this song. I like this, this song. Their, they, they don't like be clear, a lot of my friends. I don't know if you can feel me on this. Plus, I do. No, nah, I
1: do. It was, it, was a, it was a skip for a lot
2: of this people was a That's a from skip my neighborhood. For a lot of I get what Real. Th- this was a skip, but I mean, yeah. circulate samples. Uh, Billy Paul, I believe, like a dollar circulate.
1: Yeah, what mm-hmm. a
2: sample! Not much that he had to do, but bring in that loop and bring in that little chorus part at the at, at the end. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I'm gonna start off slow, so, so slow. Yes, yeah, and so slow. They love me on DC, just, just like, like Go-Go. go go.
4: D.C. niggas love that. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then they, just started, yeah. and they started doing the class with yeah. it. I was like, D.C. Uh-huh. love that. Hey, uh-huh. D.C. niggas love that.
2: I could call a D.C. Yeah. nigga right now, though, and you bring up this song and say, oh, I remember that shit. Come on, hey. man. See they, they see them 87 jeans, see the logo every time I day my, uh, count them, baby, go, go. Mm-hmm. Did y'all have some 8732s? Never what it had did. it.
3: I always yeah. wanted it, man. I always wanted it. I used to see it at Macy's. They had it like Macy's in the Beverly Center at it one point. It was expensive. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay.
2: It was expensive. No wonder it didn't fucking last. eighty seven thirty two 732 would
3: it do? What it do? What it do?
2: <laughs> My favorite part of this song is Jeezy playing ad-libs for Billy Paul. <laughs>
4: yeah, see, it's it's like, up, hands <laughs> up. <laughs> see why not give mind. a fuck. I'd love to hear that live. I'd love to hear this song <laughs> he live. Does he has performance. it. up. He doesn't do it. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't perform this,
3: yeah.
2: He literally don't give a fuck. I'm like, that's not what he said, yo.
3: Second verse. Second verse of this is definitely recession. Recession yes. verse. Yes. Talking about looking at the yeah. Empty safe. Yeah. And just, you know, and that's the thing, man. Like, he leaned into yeah. it. He leaned into it and showed like the perspective, the perspective of like a drug dealer who who's mm-hmm. lost it all or who's losing it all, like going through this recession and not being able to sell work and yeah. looking around like, what the fuck am I going to do next? He says
2: a line about praying. He says, make sure you pray tonight. You might send me a gift. I might send you a ride. I might send you a lift. I might send you a roll. I might send you a script. I might send you a bag. I might send you a plug. I might send you some things. Might sell you, you some love.
3: love. He's talking to us. Don't give you the next gift flex. Yeah,
2: exactly. He's talking to us. He was talking to to people that was going through it. There was no other rapper. Be clear, anyone that has never—and I know we have a lot of people listen, you know, to this that are younger or may not remember it. He's talking to us. No other rapper was talking about the recession at this time. Hell no. <laughs> Nobody was talking about it. There was act like it wasn't happening.
3: Hell no. <laughs> and he—he, he, I mean, third verse he gets more into it. Like I really love Jeezy because to your point, he kept it real. Yeah, like he kept it real. It was all good a week ago. Young the Big Tipper. Yeah,
2: like. Like Lord knows, I can't wait for this recession to be over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, man, circulate. Let the dollars circulate. Uh, I would say that if there's any any song to listen to off this album is this one. It's it encapsulates every single theme of the album. Huh. He does it several times here. I think he does it best here. Like I think I think having don't you know or don't <laughs> don't you know i was about to say the song wrong it's having don't you know then this back to back and then the songs before that it's, it's a run this is like the run mm-hmm. of the album where it's yeah, just it's like yeah. no fucking skips because yeah we're gonna we go get to some shit uh, after this what is y'all's thoughts on uh on uh wordplay
3: uh, this is another one of those hip the hip hop records. The hip hop. records. This is one of the ones he did for the, this. He he followed this up. He followed this behind. Circulate for a reason. For a reason. He at said a little vocal sample. What?
1: Yep. The yep. flip. <laughs> I, w- I want studio footage of wordplay. I want to see yeah, we gonna call this wordplay. Nigga Nas talking about me. Nigga wordplay. <laughs> call this shit. Like, what a, yeah, a singer bitch. I need a singer bitch. Go find me a singer <laughs> bitch, man. You know the New York niggas be having singing. Where yummy bingham
2: at? Bring yummy bingham over
4: here. <laughs> Which when they got a Dip Jam Chrisette Michelle. Bring, Bring her
2: Bring that bitch, man. What little Mo at? She still rapping, nigga.
3: Man, my, my favorite part about this and the most relatable shit about this song is verse two. Beginning of verse two. Yeah. I must have read on all hip hop. Young killed hip hop. Yeah, I was like, damn, he on all hip hop just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh
1: shit, <laughs>
4: he like Gigi on the same internet. That's crazy.
1: Oh my god, it's it-
4: something to say though, because the shit was loud online. It might not have been not many people may, might have been wanting to speak up on it in person or on radio, but online you would just see slander after anonymous slander after anonymous yep. slander, and yep. clearly he got to him yeah, yeah I mean
3: this was the Nas I feel like more than any's record this was the Nas response, response. this was the, the uh the the pimp c response mm-hmm. he he had a lot to say on this verse or this record that I mean he say
2: got everybody follow him do I make me a leader does that mean he need to get, get indicted just to make you a believer if that's the case then I really do apologize that I memorized then I fantasize that I yeah. visualize that I strategize he's like
1: fuck you you, see you bitch ass nigga
5: (laughs) like he
2: was mad he is really mad on this album i'm telling you bro like i know it's hard to say if you've never listened to a young jesus project i'm gonna probably give you trap or die right i would honestly give somebody this album too
1: is that Mm -hmm. fair to say Yeah. It's a good primer because this is honestly the template for who young Jeezy becomes after this album. Like all the albums he tried after this, like Church in These Streets and Recession Scene and all, they're more made in this image than 101. Absolutely. This is
3: probably I feel like this is the album he's most proud about. Yeah. Like even just looking back now, just how he kind of like leaned into the the fifteenth anniversary. He like posted all the videos and like Right now, if you look on the Spotify page, it this has is, a, like, the playlist. Yeah, it has a yeah. playlist. Just 15 years. He gave
2: it a canvas, too. Yeah. I was like, none of, none of his other albums have... Well, actually, no. TM101 has a canvas.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: I don't think TM102 has a canvas, though. But, like, it, <laughs> he might not be proud of that one. But yeah. th- this one has a canvas. Like, he really loves this album. Yeah. And then from there... We, well,
3: let's get into the third verse before okay. we leave this song. Okay. Because this is a spoken word verse. <laughs> fly! 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 <laughs> he was... Uh, Jeezy was like, "You gonna take me serious, <laughs> god damn it! I'm gonna slow it down. I'm literally gonna give y'all poetry, god damn it! I'm hip hop." But I gotta say, man, but the, I think fire. he, I think he went too, I think he went too far. I don't know. <laughs> I think he went too far. You life. ever seen a blue rose caught in the black grass? <laughs> they go broke, invest in the black mass. Like, come on. He was, hey, I'm a believer, nah. man. He was talking oh that shit. Oh my god, he was talking that.
2: Oh shit. my god, hey, I think he went too far. I think, he, I think he went, I think Don't You Know, or, Circulate, that's where he, he was really trying to, I, I would have thought he was Brooklyn Jeezy. He really wanted them, the, the students of hip hop organization, the, the, he wanted yeah, them to,
3: know. he wanted them to be part of this shit. No, it, I mean, it's it just, I mean, you got to think about it. He's on Def Jam. Yeah. He's in New York a lot. He's fucking yeah. with all these New York rappers. He's hearing the yeah. chatter. I, but mm-hmm. I felt
2: like Jeezy could rap already. That's my whole thing. I you,
3: think that's where I come from. Yeah, you came from that, well, but we also. You got, sold. Yeah, but you gotta understand. T.I. wasn't screaming king of the South for nothing. Right. They, everybody from the South was like demanding their respect at that time. Yeah, you're right. You Even understand? Wayne coming up behind them demanding their respect. And like it was only a few mm-hmm. that respected them. You had like right. the dipsets. But you know, at, oh, the overall consensus was like, yo, these niggas ain't real rappers. This is a trend. Right. Yeah. Southern shit about to be gone. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Now nah, he had to like stake, put his stake in the uh, in the ground, and really let them know like this is not a trend. I can really do what y'all do and what I do, and that right. was a, this was the example of that.
2: Yeah. Wordplay. I dig
4: it. Great record. Did man. You dig it,
2: MC? You dug it?
4: Yeah. This is where this is where I would say the hugest. My, my my I would say this is where I was amazed the most. From amazing, uh, no no double aunt Andre there. From amazing all the way down to wordplay. Because respectfully, vacation is my first skip. Thank you. Let's, oh, let's get to
2: it. Let's get to I'm it. stress uh, up. Incredibles. <laughs>
3: <I'm> so <laughs> tired. <laughs> <laughs> my days Everyone was using that sound. Got to move on.
2: The runners. <laughs> the Incredibles. <laughs> it was it was a lot of it was a lot of. Hey man, there's a lot of the I producers. never,
3: I never skip this record because he, he shouts out my city. Oh god, I'm smoking Inglewood. I'm <laughs> feeling hella good. <laughs>
5: <I'm> like,
1: yes, Jeezy, <laughs> you see me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I'm going to the bluff where it's rough. See if I can pick me up enough. That's not a vacation, brother. <laughs> <It's not laughs> a vacation.
3: And that was my thing about this record, too. It was more wordplay, more yeah. metaphors. Going to Decatur where it's graded. Yeah. See if I can pick me up some paper.
4: Like he was getting <laughs> off. He was getting I feel off, like the man. big OTA Atlanta that is just like, all right, yeah. it's not for me. Obviously, it's, it's a real hometown record. If I was from Atlanta, I'd be like, I'm never skipping vacation. Going to College Park where it's know. dark. See if I could get me off some hard.
2: Some hard. <laughs> like, what? Jizzy? Come on, man. Not after this. Second skip for me, bro. I
3: mean, and I think it, it leaned into the whole recession. I need a vacation. We all oh need a vacation at the time. You don't skip nothing off this? We're going to find this. I, I, oh, I'll I skip some shit. We're going to get to it. All right. <laughs> we get into- But it, I, I, But it's hard. it's a short skip. Go ahead. I mean, no, go, ahead. go ahead. short skip. Go ahead. We get into
2: the comedy
1: here.
3: Oh, <laughs> man. This is.
2: Everything. I love,
3: I, I love this song. I love this song.
2: think not that bad. Has, Hamilton
3: has one of my favorite bars ever in life across any record, <laughs> any album. Lil' Boosie. whole click iPhones. Nigga, get your shine on.
1: You know how, nigga, have an iPhone at that time. Nigga, wasn't <laughs> having a That was a three G. Yes, we was on it's the three G at that bucks. point. <laughs> that was six hundred bucks.
2: Hey, whole click had them
3: whole Come quick on. iphone nigga get your shine on
2: listen man i don't hate everything okay i love everything but anthony hamilton did he have to sing this hard on this track oh man this nigga was going crazy don't
3: know don't know
4: having a little bridge and everything he was like take him to church yeah yeah the, the, the bridge threw me off i was like all right, it's a good it's, it's enough that he's on the hook Put it all he on had the line line for your all for your
2: put one on the line
4: <laughs> everything put
2: one on the line bro like like yo one of the funniest songs in the album not in a bad way but it's fucking hilarious i did not know jeezy loved anthony hamilton that much yeah, this nigga loves him so anthony hamilton he, he references him later on in the album like yep. goddamn. uh i'm going out the same way i came in harder than the motherfucker real street niggas I ain't nothing like these other
3: suckers nah <laughs> nah how much the club costs? I, I might, might buy, buy that motherfucker. motherfucker.
1: <laughs> how the feds park right across this motherfucker. <laughs> you know the name, bitch. <laughs> this, is, this is prime Jeezy shit talk on this oh, song. Yeah.
2: And then grabbing Boosie. It's so crazy how different Boosie rap now from yeah. him. He sounds so much younger back then yeah. Before yeah, than he jail. does now. I think the the voice was more pronounced. Maybe it's maybe it's just because of the amount of blunts he smokes every day. Yeah. Diabetes changed. getting to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... <laughs> That Might be it, but it, it felt good to hear like old Boosie. Man, that was if you want to talk about somebody that you could always count on a reaction whenever he dropped a song, man. Back in the day, that was the guy. Boosie was was, was, was a major, major, major
3: guy out here, too, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Boosie was huge in LA, yeah. Like, Boosie could do an LA show and sells his shit out instantly. That's just crazy. Um, he got records, like, real, real records. And I just my affinity for Boosie goes deep because, like, I had family in Baton Rouge, and I was about was to drunk. say. Yeah. yeah, and like Louisiana I, LA
1: connection is real,
0: man. Man,
3: yeah, no, I got family there, and I would never forget my brother came back one summer from Baton Rouge with Youngest of the Camp. Oh, shit. Boosie's first album. That's crazy, <laughs> man. I, I remember the CD, I'll never forget him on the cover, look behind some train tracks. <laughs> and, bruh he was just talking that shit. And I'm like, oh, this, the voice was so infectious. And then, like, it just was fandom from there. So, no, I've always been a Boosie fan.
2: And, uh, I guess for the next song, let's let's take it there. T- we're taking it there, this
3: is my first skip. I came from. It's yeah. a
2: fat boy. Yeah. They took off the fat boy drop on this. He produced this record featuring uh. Trey Songs. This was at the moment where you kind of didn't need Trey Songs on everything anymore. Like he he was big purpose. He was kind of established at that point.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, the chorus kind of bad. This this seems like we're getting to the end of the album. Let's throw the the joint so in there that was just the extra out the eighty songs you recorded. I don't got much to say about this one. It's 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 one for the ladies, which which
3: this album has very few of. Uh, kind of yeah. one for
2: the ladies songs. There, there's not I'm about many to
3: put the Mac down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Gigi verse wasn't terrible. but I just this song is just it was, yeah. It was literally the the one for the ladies. And and yeah.
2: and there 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 at the end. I'm like, all right, man. We could have just dropped it. Just cold turkey. We have to do this part of it. Um, next up, don't do it. Which this song to me
1: feels like. Yeah. It could have been on a different album. I, I love "Don't Do It." I love this Gigi, Don't yeah, Do
2: I, It. Yeah, uh, ooh, the sing. C- yeah. Hey, bro, this is one of the ones. It could have been earlier <laughs> yeah. in the album. It, it could have been, been around been that been wordplay circulate, circulate section. Word yeah, 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 exactly. It, it yeah. should have been over there. Whoever sequenced yeah. this final third was that "Sleep at the Wheel" a little bit. I feel like tired. Yeah, yeah, it was like I mean, this is a almost twenty song album. 21, <laughs> 22 on the bonus on the bonus records, but. Uh I like this. Again, it's telling you the dark side of, mm-hmm. of, of the
3: game. You got
2: another What a singing bitch is that, man? <laughs> hey, give me another one of the
3: bitches. But man. that was both. but the singing shit was the, the signifier of a of a serious. A, a, a serious <laughs> album. You gotta think <laughs> at the time, like everybody had the singers on their shit. <laughs> that was the thing. Uh, hey, these these are some of his longest verses.
2: Also on the album, mm-hmm. I think the first verse is like a solid twenty-four to thirty-two. I want to say he's he's rapping heavy on this. I just think that you're starting to get a little. I think we were used to like shorter song like albums at this point. Like I'm used to be a little bit longer. I'm I'm getting kind of fatigued at this point. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not <laughs> nah, gonna lie. I'm getting kind of fatigued at this. I, I know, I'm still, I'm still rolling. But that I just love this album so much. I yeah. love the album too. I love this song. I feel like if I started the album with this song and then went back, I would be a lot less hmm. tired. But I feel like again, like maybe this broke up the the uh the album in some way. But it's like you go from everything to taking it there to this. It's just like, ooh, all right, where how are we ending this one? How how are we how are we where are we going with this one? And then from there you get to put on. We talked about put on, of course. What do you think the strategy was and and of course streaming wasn't big at this time. What do you think the strategy is is uh of putting this all the way at the tail end of the album? Is it because the, uh, the song had been out for so long already or or it just he it just just like ah fuck it.
3: I mean, I I think he thought it was cohesive because if you look at the song, if you look at uh Don't Do It in the verse here, it's a, it's yeah. a serious verse. He's talking about, you know, Jay. I think he's talking about Jay-Ball in that verse. the J- first Ball. verse, yeah. yeah. Then you got Kanye come with put on and it's like talking about his mom and just like everything that he's going through. So I think he was just like, This is this is the moment to have that conversation. Yeah. Um and put on for for how as um, um tempo as it is, it's not really a up tempo record like right. that. It's, it's still slow. kinda yeah. Mm-hmm. Still a little slower. So I think he just thought it was cohesive. I think today if you have a
2: record like put on, it's the first song on the album.
3: Yeah, but that's just because people are playing the game. I yeah. think if you when you're listening to an album, that's like blowing your load early. Yeah, like you who would do that? But nowadays, you just play the algorithm game, and you're like, oh, I need people to listen right now. So that's the thinking. Yeah,
4: I think I remember Kanye saying saying something like that. He was like, man, if I knew how y'all niggas was doing it, I would have put blood on the leaves as the intro. I was like, it really <laughs> doesn't funny. need to be the intro, Kanye. I mean,
2: it kind of sits nice where it's at. Oh my god, you just you just throw blacks one day. That's another one though to make me walk off the set. What?
5: Mm. That's, 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 <laughs> that's one
2: that'll break me i have a classic tweet for that one do Literally. you No, no context Jesus sucks yeezus sucks no context <laughs> that's what it said yeah that's what it said no context yeezus sucks i said nothing else and i never talked about that album again
1: when he lost his mind but that's another story yeah huh.
2: yeezus throw blacks that might be one all right <laughs> trying to us trying to figure that fucking album out was is, is gonna be one after this get a lot
3: i got a lot of that Hands in the air. That's another kind of you dyslexic
2: kind of, because they don't really say, yeah. He, he says got a lot of that, Yeah, get a lot. It's another one of them Lost in Translation uh, album uh, song titles. You're you not feeling fatigue lot. here?
3: You're not feeling fatigue here, Josh? I mean, it's, it's one of those hooks you can chant. So yeah. I was like, I'm rolling. You cut me in. You got me <laughs> Crowd response, call and response, shit. I'm just rolling with it.
2: And the, it was a
1: song i played in 2008 but i can't imagine myself just listening to get a lot right now i, yeah. I can't
2: bro i can't and then finally the business man where's the business at now Do mm-hmm. yeah, they got their own business they got a black business who knows uh my pres- money i don't know <laughs> my <laughs> president like, my president jeezy featuring Nas. this was a big deal let's just be oh. clear uh it was rumored for a long time on the internet and internet circles that Jeezy had a huge a, a huge feature for this record it was yeah. very it was kept a secret until literally like the last minute i think it, i think he beat the leaks and he put it out on uh USDAT uh today on the website it featured Nas they yeah. had, had words together um Jeezy mentioned that they reached out uh and they, they had a conversation and they squashed their little issue whatever it was about which again Nas was in a totally different mindset at that point. He had already squashed beef with with Jay Z. It was actually a weird thing that he even called out Jay Z like that at that time. But I think it was well before uh, Worlds Collide. I think that he actually said that comment about Jay Z. I could be wrong though. Um, Classic song. I still I listen to it again. It is very much a time capsule, though. Everything he's talking about here is very much a time capsule. Uh, I mean, just from the chorus. I mean, it, it just. I don't know if. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Just having a black Yeah, president. I, I, I don't really... I mean, it, it'll
3: probably happen again. I mean, come on. The, the world is black. But um, I don't listen to the song. You don't? All. This is automatic skip. That's your skip? This is very easily. Is it because of, of his of-the-moment status? Of-the-moment and just like, eh, my president is black. Like, that's just <laughs> such a like, huh? Like, it just wasn't really a good song.
1: he don't, he don't want to hear Nas say, she's not a politician, she's a politician.
4: He's a politician.
3: <laughs> that show you that Nas didn't know... <laughs> Nas was
2: kind of uneasy on these southern records. It took him a while. Yeah, it took him a while to get comfortable on these records. I still feel like he wasn't comfortable doing this
3: I was gonna say that I still feel like Nas really ain't that comfortable out of his element. Yeah, I think you get him on some features and he's just like, just get down the beat.
2: Was he comfortable with
4: A$AP Ferg Come on, man. Oh, now one like, song. I feel like he was pretty comfortable the doing spicy.
3: Song. <laughs> I don't even listen to that shit. Uh, and,
4: mind, and mind you, Nas is getting ready in a couple of months to drop an album called Nigger. So he was in a yeah. much, different, uh, much different mindset. That's true. With the whips on the
2: back, they tried to they man, listen.
4: The end. The and end. The slave and the yeah, master. Yeah, with, with another <laughs> DJ toot. The, and a- the slave
2: and the master. The
4: slave and the master, brother. Hey, I man. never really liked my president a lot because I really didn't like especially at the time too uh really didn't like the pimp C line i was like "Jeezy, pimp c's dead bro he's been dead for at least like six seven months he can't he can't mm-hmm. respond to any of this for you to say ah mm-hmm. oh, like, i know how you be i've been giving you i'm like huh he's dead yeah
2: yeah it right. was Jeezy. always had listen read the pimp c book i would advise anybody to read that shit the the weirdness Damn. of that relationship is kind of talked about um it kind of frames it kind of frames their relationship between Bun and Pimp at that time a lot differently well, as well, and that's so. why I
3: think the 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 real beef just comes from Pimp C being locked up and being a little jealous of what Bun was doing. Yeah, that's what I have gathered from the and whole I mean, situation. And
2: Pimp C had mental he had he had mental health issues. Yeah, too. but
3: yeah. I I, I, mm. I won't even go as far as to say his mental health issues. I think it was just like a little jealousy, a little lashing out, and just a little shit talking. Yeah, that might have went too far.
2: And they should have probably talked before he passed away. I think that's really yeah. what it is. I, yeah. I, I think they really should have squashed it before he left. Favorite line from this by my nephews and nieces, I will email Jesus, tell him forward to Moses,
3: it's CC Allah. <laughs> <laughs> CC Allah. Nah, I listened to this song is so long, I don't even remember. Is that the a song, Point me. to the Sky Plus?
5: <laughs> CC Allah.
2: Why the, po- the point to the sky is crazy, okay?
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're leaving that in the video version of this. Why'd you point to the sky? <laughs> What does it what does, does it, it mean? Well, no, that's, that's not that email on up. that's not Sabu. That's not Sabu. That means something else.
2: <laughs> does anyone remember that Nas came on this song uh offbeat as fuck? They needed to black move history, his black history. They needed. They needed to move his 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 his, his uh,
1: waveform a little bit to the left. Oh man!
2: <laughs> Our history, Black history. No, President, everything's shit to me. <laughs> He's slide the
1: wave over. That's
2: hilarious. <laughs> he don't catch the beat till about bar ten.
1: Oh man! And by
2: then it's too late. You know what I'm saying? But again, this is to me a good season finale, in my opinion, to this era of Black history. You know what I'm saying? Like like this song capped off a new era for us. I mean, I think about, and this is besides the album, I think about from where we were from 08 all the way on to 16. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know, I know people said like, oh, it wasn't all good. Like to us in that moment, it was all good. You know what I'm saying? Like there was, there was really no worry. You know, like there was no worry. There was, there was no, I mean, obviously we had issues there, you know, everybody has their issues and shit like that, but we, it was happy. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was the one time I can remember niggas was, was, was up. We were up at that point
3: yeah mm-hmm. no I mean, like I said, I was graduating high school, so I was-ecstatic, ec- but I also saw the looming shit that was going on in the world, and it was like, this is the real world and yeah like, how yeah. how are you, how are you we were gonna, in a bubble, yeah, yeah, and this is it was interesting to just step into that and have this album to step into that with, yeah, I think it definitely inspired me at least, I don't know if I could say a generation, but it definitely made me um a little more conscious of what was going on in the world, yeah, just a little more uh prepared absolutely no you're you're right, like
2: again we we didn't think that this wasn't sustainable forever. Yeah. We, we, we we didn't think about what was happening after the second term. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We had this song, and then we and then we had this, this moment, we had this run, and, you know, after that, it was like, we kind of woke up again, and it was like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? And yeah. and in some moments, I'll think back to this album, and what happens after that last song ends, and being hopeful. You know what I'm saying? Not to say we're not hopeful, even though, I mean, it's really hard to be hopeful. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times these days, but like, yeah. you know, this was a, a great, Ending to I think a moment in music, and then it leads us into that Kanye era. You know that yeah. that other Kanye era that it, that was coming, the Lil Wayne era that was looming as Wayne, well. That's saw uh, Drake, Drake, yeah. Drake, Drake, a year oh, yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker is a year away, and yeah. the recession kind of led us into that. And so I'm giving it the stamp of approval, man. This is a classic album.
4: Oh, absolutely. Through and through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Through and through, Mark.
4: I'm fixing the B to an A. <sighs> uh. I, I, I only want I only I can Check only it. do one album at S tier. I'm sorry. It's still gonna be 101 I'm with but you on that. That's A tier for me. This is an A tier album. Okay. I, I really do want to put it as S tier just based off the fact that uh he put a a bonus track version out and actually took Air Forces two and made it a bonus track. Yep. Yeah. It should make it an S tier album, but I can only do one album has gotta be 101 But yeah. I do appreciate the nod to Trapping Ain't Dead and put in Air Forces Two on this album, along with the Put On remix. He yeah.
2: went—that was a retroactive one because I think Air Forces yeah, Two later, yeah. Air yeah. Forces Two yeah. came out after this album came out. Because I just peeped, mm-hmm.
3: I was like, damn! I was like, I, at first I just looked, I was like, what the fuck is done it all? Yeah, because I just know it is Air right. Forces Two, and yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. Wow. I'm like, oh, this is Air Forces Two. That's one of my favorite Jeezy songs. Yeah, okay. I literally at the show, I literally told him, I was like, man, Air Forces Two is one of my favorite songs, <laughs> and then he went and performed it.
2: And that's probably that's probably he, gets, he probably gets out a lot.
3: Yeah, no. So that's, they put it on there. Well, I mean, it's, the crowd kind of know sold it, honestly. They did. I gotta show you the footage. I mean, they didn't really. I, they fucked with it, but it wasn't like how how the other records were. They weren't feeling it. The, the saxophone, yeah, <laughs> like it's just one of them records, the classic like,
4: he, sax at the end.
3: He literally, he only did the first verse. Okay, okay. Yeah, he only oh, did oh, like okay. the hook, first verse. Yeah, because yeah, yeah.
2: because I, I was like, damn, wait, trapping, trapping a day came out in oh nine. Yeah, like, like beginning of
4: oh nine almost.
2: They put this on an oh seven on but I was like, I guess that was to get people to come back and yeah. listen to recession again on the fifteenth anniversary, but. Recession. Where where do you land on it? Plus still a classic, still 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 up there?
1: A tier album for me. Um, I think this is like the high point for not only Jeezy in 2008, but for Lil' Wayne and T. I as well. They kind of all came up together. And of course, Wayne delivered Carter Three that year. T I mm-hmm. had his highest selling album with paper before he went in. And Jeezy delivered, I think, which is critically his best album front to back in the recession. So it's like the high watermark for all three before like you said, we go into this new era, mm-hmm. this Obama mm-hmm. era, where we get all the young rappers with Drake and everybody else yeah. who follows up. So yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's a watershed moment for me. I gotta give it an A tier for sure.
2: I mean, after this, I mean Young Jeezy would take a long break until we until we get to T 103 We're not gonna talk about that here, but we talked hmm. about it on Blackprint Radio. Um I, I will say it, it it gets like a roller coaster for him after this. Uh, there's some unnecessary beefs. I mean, people have pretty much given up on the guy. <laughs> like, I checked it, out. Yeah, personally, it, a lot of people checked out. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I, th- I think people had crossed over to Rick Ross literally three years after this, and I think a lot of people never looked back. Uh, I think it was it was tough to get back into Jeezy Records, and Ross just had that character where he didn't give a fuck, where Jeezy at that time and at that point took himself so so seriously yep. that it was just hard to get into him after that.
3: Yeah, I think Jeezy just wasn't really built for the social media era, right. which started to really be a, a factor in like whoever the best rapper was at the yeah. time. You had to play into that. And Jeezy just never really played that game really well. Mm-hmm. He felt a little stiff. He came from the old era, where it's was like, I don't really say too much on the internet and yeah. what I do. I just even, even when he tried to lean into the internet stuff, it was When he terrible. was at the store.
2: Was he, he went, yeah, he was
3: like, dancing. That was during the pandemic, though. That was like, that was when everybody was just
1: doing weird shit. I can't even, I can't even be that mad, but that what shit was, was terrible. Was like that. What was the song, bro? <laughs> I don't remember yeah, the, the song. All it all was all it. like some, some crazy wireless company. It was like figures or something wild. <laughs>
2: shit. So I was like, Jeezy, yeah, you're
1: finished, brother. Yeah.
2: But hey, at least we get this. The first three albums, a moment. I'm glad we got to do this, and I'm glad we all got to be here to talk about this album. A plus, thanks for coming through.
3: Appreciate it. Re- oh,
1: appreciate
2: Recut gems on the Blackprint Network. Hey, Amen. We're moving. So much content coming out. Thank you guys uh, for being here. MC, you're always here, but I'm talking to you like you're not always here. But <laughs> of course, make sure you check us out on Blackprint Radio every single Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. On AMP Radio, we play all types of stuff. We do trivia. We, we we're doing all types of shit. Every yeah, we're
3: Hilarious. Last man. two episodes, some of our highest viewed, yeah. our highest just attended. Has so much fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> having a lot of fun with the fans.
2: Yeah, like we we're having so much fun with the <laughs> listeners, and you know, if you haven't joined us yet, make sure you join in with us there. Make sure you follow us on YouTube as well. You get to see the video version of this Please and do. get clips from all of our episodes. You can listen to them in the long form sense. And uh, yeah, the black print main episode. I think I might be here. I might be gone for one of these. I don't know when this is coming out. But thank you guys for being here for a plus. For Josh Pease, for MC, I'm Justin. I'll see you guys later. Peace.